BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, everybody? Welcome all in the Control going. He's, I like it. Gunner's grooving, man. Welcome in, everybody. Sports Take, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn. We'll be joined very shortly uh, by Barrett Brooks. Barrett, in fact, down at Eagles practice today. So we're going to get all the deets. All the deets, as they say, D-Gun. What's going on, my man? Good, man. Uh, I see you sporting the gunslinger black today. I like that. Look <laughs> yeah. at you. You know what this is? Actually, it's funny, man. The so I, I mean, give you the whole. All right, so it was my son's basketball warm up jersey. So you know that the, the the bureau that I showed you yesterday that I painted. Yes, yes. Okay, that was his old one from when he was like, a, a, not, not almost a baby, like a little okay. kid. Okay, so, all right. So we're like, let's let's repurpose it and paint yep. it and do some yep. things and whatever. So he's taking it down to his his place at, at school. Night. We'll probably do it tomorrow night. I guess we'll take it down there. But anyway, so you still, did you put another coat on it? I did. It looks good, man. I'll take a picture good. during the break. I'll, I'll get good. I'll get you the, the latest. But uh, so I'm like, all right. The other night, I'm like, you got to empty that thing out before I paint it. You know, whatever. So we'll get we'll get the drawers out and I'll do the whole nine. So he starts unloading it, and it's it's like all of his old like high school gear from basketball and the other sports that he played. And a lot of it doesn't fit him. So I'm like, stuff's pretty decent, man. Give it, yeah, give it to good yeah. old dad. I, I will, yeah. I'll be wearing it. So I, yeah, I got a little use out of it. This is his basketball warm up uh, hoodie. That he's so so you, your son is bigger than you are? Oh, way bigger. He's like 6'3. Jeez. Uh, he's a tall dude. He, he'd be skinny, man. He's skinny. He's like 6'3, a buck 50, buck 55. How did he, and how tall is your wife? She's like 5'11, 5'10. She's tall. Okay. She's tall, so she's she's taller than you are. She's got an inch on me. She's like five eleven, okay. I would okay. say. I'm I'm around five ten somewhere in that neighborhood. All right. All right. Uh, I was gonna say five seven or five eight, but no, come on, man, come on. <laughs> in my high heels and my lifts that I wear. <clears throat> no, but he's yeah, he's tall, man. He is he is he's got her height. Uh, my brother in law is like six three. Her brother, 
Her wow. dad was like six three. He's right around like where they are. You know what okay. I mean? So, okay. but he's skinny. He's skinny. Um, so I'm going through this stuff. I'm like, some of this stuff is pretty nice, man. I'm I'm sweats. You know, some old I stuff. I'm like, I don't blame like, you, man. Yeah. So, and, and the, the freezing basement it comes in handy. Oh yeah, no question about that, dude. Yeah, the studio's you know? cold, man. I know, man. Uh, when I go down to my basement, the basement's always colder than the rest of the house. And I don't stay down there long. I get up, get down there, do what I have to do, and get out of there in a hurry, man. It's you know good I mean? sleeping. It, it, good for sleeping. I like it chilly when it's going. When I'm no, 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 I don't. I have to I have to endure it because my wife wants it colder. Wait, you like you it know. warm even when you sleep? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, See, like, that's, that's the only like having, time I don't like it warm. Oh, it's like having a warm glass of milk to help put you to sleep? Woo, uh-uh. Oh, yeah. No. I See, I'm with you with the heat. I like the heat. Right. normally like right. almost any other circumstance other than what i'm trying to because i can't i just can't fall asleep if i'm even borderline hot that's my my, my wife has a ceiling fan and a stand fan going at the same time <laughs> i i admire that i i have the ceiling fan not on on low with the central air i don't have the the standing fan is it that's hardcore she's hardcore man I oh like no it. both are going both are going full bore i mean <laughs> like like airplane propellers i mean they're going full bore dude uh, it, i i, I get I, it no, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, you know, there are times, especially when we go on vacations, like the hotels or go visit her family. There's sometimes I'll sleep with the covers over my bald head, man. I mean, it's serious. I wake up with icicles. Oh man. Plane. With that, with that hotel thermostat, you get oh, that thing goodness. cranking. Man. <laughs> that, always, always make control. sure, always make sure she sleeps on the side closest to the, you know, the, to the AC, wherever the, the, the duck is blowing and stuff. Yes. That's a good uh, move. Yeah. Good move uh, by you. Yeah. yeah. So Barrett will be with us shortly. We see everybody in the chat section. What's up, everybody? Mr. Taz, Anthony, Brandon, Showtime, Peter. We got you, Peter. Uh, Fitness Rebel, checking in. What's up, Fitness Rebel? Speaking of Fitness uh, Fitness Rebel, uh, no, there will be no surprise guest today. That much I can tell you. But isn't that the whole point? You can't say if there is any, right? You you have to to play along. Uh, So what, what we're referencing is yesterday, Derek, out of nowhere, just hits up Lane Johnson. As soon as he comes off the practice field and Lane pops on with us, like at this time during the show yesterday and hung out with us for a little bit. He was great. He was in an awesome mood before he went to, before he ate, before he went to meetings, he stuck us in there. Well, the reason I did it is because Barrett had mentioned in our pre-show meeting, Lane Johnson is the best player on the team. I said, okay, let me, uh, let me reach out. And and I made sure I told Xander, Hey, Lane's going to come on. Do not tell Robin Barrett. He's going to come on. Just catch him <laughs> off guard. And yeah. I was just telling I was just telling Xander in a pre-show meeting. I said the look on Rob's face when he saw uh, Lane Johnson <laughs> in the chat room is like, "What is this? Where'd he come from?" But yeah. let's get him on. You know, let's get him on. It was hurry, awesome. You know? I'm like, I'm look. So I can see this little like when our guests pop up, I can right, see them right, right at the last second, and right before Xander brings him on to air, and I'm like. Wait, that's Lane. And Lane's just got this goofy exactly. grin on his face, like, oh, all yeah. right, gunner asked. Here I am, man. Let's go. And cool. I told I told Lane, I said, the other two don't know you're coming on. So yeah. that's why he was laughing. He was good, he, man. He was funny. Yeah. He was like really loose. He, he was great talking about. And you can check out the whole thing, jacobsports.com and, and Jacob Sports uh, YouTube network. But he was great talking about just how big the uh, you're talking about a gigantic man himself. But talking yeah, about how six, big five, he, six, six. Yeah. yeah, he's like, dude, Mylotta, are you kidding me? Uh, uh, Jordan Davis, are you kidding me? Dickerson, like these guys are just just built different, man, different breeds. It's amazing, dude. His comment about these dude, these SOBs are from the Jurassic era. Oh my god! <laughs> and of course, we put the quote out on social media. It got over yeah. like forty one hundred likes. Uh, dude, up. that was funny when he said that. 
They're from the Jurassic area. <laughs> like, it's, it's awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So we do have Adam Kaplan today. Adam Kaplan's going to be joining us at 1.30. And Adam, hey, it's great to talk NFL with him in general and Eagles in general, Derek. But he also does his own tour yes. of various camps yeah. around yeah. the league. So we'll get the inside info on what he saw up close and personal at a bunch of different camps, man. Dude, last when I texted him earlier in the week, I mean, last week, ask him about this week. One day he's in the Bay Area covering the 49ers. Next day he's in Tampa mm-hmm. covering the Buccaneers. I'm like, dude, do you ever go home at training yeah. camp? Frequent he's flyers. all over the country, man. Yeah. He's been doing that for years. So oh, I, my goodness, I, yes. Yeah, he's a great resource, man, to, to tap into. So we'll be talking to him. Uh, that'll be one third. Like I said, Barrett will be hopping on you know, momentarily. He's just got some other stuff he's got to take care of. And, again, he was at uh, – he was at Eagles practice today. So a couple things from, from Eagles practice. Let's start with the big one here, Derek. So yeah. Nick Sirianni mentioning that starters will play. He didn't put an, an exact number on it and he doesn't say it would be every one of them, but he said some starters would play in this game, a, a, a couple series or whatever, somewhere in that neighborhood. So that's look, I'm excited. I'm encouraged. Uh, I'm a little bit leery with Hertz behind center with a rookie and Cam Jurgens, not right. Kelsey. Right. Worries me a little bit, but I'm really glad. And what's up, Mama Brooks? We see you. What's up, Jilly Shakes? Adam Exploits. Uh, I- I'm excited to uh, to see this, to see what it looks like. What's up, Shizio and John? Um, but with these guys out there playing, man, we get to see them a little bit. I think it's a good idea. Well, considering the volume of players that are currently on the injury report, um, you wonder how many starters are going to play. But, you know, I, I think it's good. You have to get these starters out here. Now, you know, Jalen Hurts is in the second year of Sirianni's system, so he's still evolving. He's got a new weapon, a wide receiver in A.J. In a. Brown. You look at the defensive personnel, you, you, you've you got Bradbury in the corner, you've got Hassan Reddick, you've got Kazir White, you know, you got N'Kobe Dean. You know, so these guys need to get those game reps. You know, not so much – not so much – um um Reddick because he's a proven veteran, but the younger guys in terms of getting out there, um, you know, you got Marcus Epps. I want to see what it looks like. Barrett's been raving about Marcus Epps. I want to see it and, you know, get them out there for a series or two. Now you obviously, you know, you're going to wet people's appetite because I don't see them throwing the football much. I see, you know, them working on the running game. You know, I, I expect Jalen to throw a couple of passes just to wet people's appetite, but, you're not going to see much of. They're only going to be out there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers said it yesterday in practice. He said, "I see no no sense in going out there for one or two series in, in a preseason game for four or five plays. It does nothing basically for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who knows you know Matt Lafleur's offense inside and out. But the benefit there is Aaron Rodgers is playing with a bunch of young receivers. He doesn't have a security blanket anymore mm-hmm. in Devontae Adams, who's moved on to the Raiders now." But you know, for a guy like Jalen Hurts and, and those weapons, yeah, you need you need some you need some game continuity, you know, yeah. for, for however long it's going to be. And I would imagine they're going to play a little bit the second game and then shut shut them down completely for that last game. I would agree. I, I think you get a series or two here, maybe, maybe a, you quarter, get a quarter, maybe, maybe a in quarter. the second one. Yeah, and the second one's like the third one, what it used to be. And then, yeah, you're right. The fourth game is, or excuse me, the third game now is just guys battling for roster spots. Yeah, you know, essentially yeah. Essentially, is what that's going to. And keep and keep your fingers crossed because when you look at some of the players who've gone down, like Makai Becton for the Jets, you know he's out for the season with a fractured kneecap. Uh, you got the kid Kahim uh, Turner uh, for for the Browns. Uh, he's no, an yeah, all pro with Turner. Yeah, yeah yep. Jakeem. Uh, uh, Grant. Is it Grant? Okay. I think it's he, Grant. He basically, yeah, Grant. For, his, for his ACL, he's done. You yeah. know, so, you, you know, 
you got to be careful, man. But more importantly, you need to get the work in. You got to get that work in, you know. Yeah, you don't want to see him coming out the gate sluggish like last year. Right. And, and I get people's argument of, hey, it's too much of a risk and all this other stuff. I just think, you know, considering how new Hertz is, how young Hertz is, as many reps as you can give him before the season gets started, I think is a good thing. And I don't think you're going to get crazy with it. I think he, he's right. going to put him at risk. It'll be probably a, I would guess the ball is going to be coming out of his hands pretty quickly or just throw it away. You're not going to mess around maybe three passing attempts. I don't know. Something like, look, if you're, if you're in a, a sustained drive, I think everything depends on how it goes. If you're, if you're, yeah. you're busting yeah. off big chunks here in that first drive or, yeah. and or gunner, if he has a really, if they have a really good first drive as an offense, Yes, you know, see it. Go down the field, score. Yeah, that might that might be it. But see, when you play your regulars in the first in the first game, it's two folds. You know, you go out there, and if somebody significant gets hurt, the fan base is screaming, "You never should have played the regulars." Now, if they don't play the regulars any of the preseason games, and they come out sluggish against a team like Detroit, the first thing you you know that that goes to show you they should have played some of the preseason. So you can't please everybody. Yeah, you know, but I think it's beneficial especially when you have a new coach or a coach with, with the team he's still evolving with, um, that you get these regulars some reps in your scheme. Jonathan Gannon getting some reps with the new pieces that he has on defense. Nick Sirianni getting his offense, his, his line, his backs, getting them some reps. You know, A.J. Brown getting him in the mix with Jalen Hurts. I think that Quez Watkins getting some reps, significant reps. I think it's beneficial to have those guys out there you know, even when you play at full speed, when you're practicing against somebody else, it's controlled. It's still mm-hmm. controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, here, here you just let it fly. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and I think too, it, it's just look the speed of this thing. I know they're 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 replicating it in practice. I understand that they'll they'll be yeah. replicating it in, in some of these joint practices too. But you know, this is real now. It, it's the first. You know, I'm talking about in the preseason game. That's to me is is invaluable that you're able to get that kind of speed. Right. And that game speed and the replication right, of what it's as close as it's going to get to September 11th. And Absolutely. I think the other thing is maybe, maybe Nick Sirianni is looking at it like, all right, let me get these guys a little bit of game taste this week. We're going to get a ton of it in the open practices with the dolphins and the Browns and the Browns. Yep. As we, as we, you know, move forward here because, you know, Derek, let's face it. We're, uh, we're still about a month away here from this thing getting real. Absolutely. So they have, a you know, they have absolutely. a while. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so you're going to have that down. You're going to have like two weeks where they're not going to get any game reps at all, you know? Yeah. And you're right. That's that's for, for a proven team that's bringing back his core group doesn't hurt them as much as much because they know each other. They know what they're going to do. They know how you know, when a quarterback looks at a wide receiver, they already have that unspoken, you know, look between them. If they're going to run a, a you know skinny post or, you know, a quick out or whoever the case may be, depending on what the coverage gives them. But for guys who are still learning each other and trying to get on the same page, you know, you got Marcus Epps back there now with with Bradbury over here and Reddick here and Kazir White on that side, you know, and whether it's Harris or Tart uh, uh, opposite Marcus Epps, it's, it's, it's important to get that down, to get some kind of fluidity going back there. Yeah, and look, maybe maybe they're looking at it like we – Cam Jurgens may have to go week one. Uh, so let's give him a little bit of game action taste yeah, here yeah. for this. Now, the good news is Nick Sirianni said today, it was funny. He asked that he was like, well, what's Kelsey's streak up to? I think it's 122 games. I'd bet on that guy. Oh, yeah. He said, I'd bet yeah. on that guy being ready to go week one. So you hear that, you're saying to yourself, okay, they, the Eagles feel pretty confident that this, this scope that Kelsey got 
is it yeah. a huge deal? So that's a good thing to hear. But you know, you never know when you're rehabbing these no, things. No. And you don't want to rush that guy. You know, if, if it takes an extra week or two, okay, I want Kelsey for the long run. So Cam Jurgens may be going week one in Detroit. You never know. Plus, when, when you start to rehab, and, you know, sometimes you try to uh, extend it a little bit just to see where it is, and you might irritate it a little bit more, set you back yep. a few days, so on and so forth. But Sirianni also said that he said, I've never been around a player as tough as Jason Kelsey. So, and, and you know, I've known Kelsey for a long time. I, I would bet money on him being out there that first week. But if there's any gray area in this scope that he just had, I'm pulling the plug on. I mean, it's Detroit number one, and it's and it's the first game of the season. There's a lot of football to be played, you know. Yeah. And I'd hate to have him get out there and do something that could sit him out six, seven, eight games down the road. And you know, look, sometimes you have to. The, the toughest job you have as a coach is, yeah, you know, just protecting these guys against themselves because they're warriors. They want to do anything yep. they can to get back yep. out there, even if they're Absolutely. not right. And this this is where you got to trust the training staff and the and the in the coaches to say, look, dude, sorry, yeah. I know we get we love you that you want to be out there, but you're not exactly you take your time here on this thing. So that's a yeah, especially especially guys who are fighting for jobs, you know, oh, yeah. um, you know, they, they'll say anything to get out in the field. They want to get their game tape. If they feel they're a borderline player, they want that game tape to show some other teams as well. well um, it, so. I, I understand that you're trying to survive, and it's only like what seventeen hundred plus jobs in this profession. Yeah, you know, so it's not a lot. I'll never forget John Runyon. I, I was doing a radio show. He was still playing for the Eagles, and we we would do a thing every Monday night. We do a show, and he was he. You remember he cracked his tailbone? Oh yes. Oh yeah. I mean, just think about if you're just a regular person trying to get around in life, either you know walking or even sitting. How painful that is, right? Absolutely. Runyon kept playing through it, right? So we're doing a show, and he's he's in real pain, man. Like he's trying to just sit there and do the half of it. He had to stand up and do it. And I'm like, John, yeah. I off the air. I'm like, dude, what? Like, just it's okay. Like you can miss a couple. Of, nope, nope. There's mm-hmm. always somebody no. coming to get your job, man. I will not right. sit out if I can at all go. I'm That's like, true. wow. This this dude John, Run- John Runyon was a special breed, man. You know that dude. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what he played played through it with ankle injuries, knee injuries. You know the tailbone fracture, um, mm-hmm. just to get up and get ready for games. But that dude did not miss a game, man. He was out there and played at a maximum level every time, no matter what his injury was. Yeah, he was tough. He and, and these guys, Kelsey's just along the same lines, man. And you know what, Trey Thomas, we had Trey on. A month ago, whatever it was, yep. Trey had yep. only missed like three games his entire career. These guys did exactly. not miss football games. They were just no. tough, tough dudes, man. That's for sure. All right. Speaking of one of the guys who preseason games are going to be important to, that's Jalen Rager, Gunner, yep. and he met yep. with the met you know with the media today, and I thought it was interesting. He said, "Look, I want to be here basically the rest of my career, um, but I also understand it's a business." This is, and he had a good day today by all accounts. And he's had a pretty decent camp, you know, for the right, most part. Right. He's looked better this year by far than he's looked any of his, what is this, his third year, whatever, his third year with the Eagles. Third year. By far the best that he's looked. So, you know, what that means, does it mean that he's possibly trade bait? Uh, does it mean he's just battling because he appreciates, wants to be on the field? He is the, still listed as their primary return man, uh, which we know is not exactly a strength of this team. This team's got a lot of depth and a lot of areas you like. I don't love the return game. So 
you know, I don't know, but I think it's it was interesting to hear him say base guy. I've been humbled a little bit. You know, you come in as a number one overall pick. Now you're, you know, now you're back up. He was with the ones today because Devontae Smith is still out with that groin. Uh, right. I, I would highly doubt you see Devontae Smith on Friday. But I hope I hope not. I'm with you. Uh, so, you know, maybe there's some accountability and maybe it's it's kind of sinking in a little bit for Reger, you know, just where things are right now for him. I think the light, light switch finally went on for him. I mean, look what happened after they drafted him. The, the next year, they go out and get Devonta Smith, okay? And then this year, they add A.J. Brown. So, you know, he, he, he starts out as this number one. It doesn't pan out for him first year or the second year. The Eagles keep adding better, a better group of talent. I think he understands that, that, that this is a, a do-or-die training camp for him in terms of being with this organization. Quez Watkins, we believe, will continue to emerge, um, you know, from what he did last year. And it's a numbers game also. He looks around. He sees Greg Ward standing over there. You know, he sees the other young guys who are hungry, trying to, you know, the Kobe's Mm -hmm. trying to make this team as well. So the light switch has finally gone on to him. And the coach put him on notice as well, told him, you are fighting for a roster spot. I love that Sirianni did that, Derek. He he didn't pussyfoot around this. You know, he just came right out and said it. And that's that to me, I like that as a motivational tool. Yeah, you're not given anything. You know, your first-round status means absolutely nothing at this point. We're trying to put the best team we can possibly put together. Now, either you're on board or you will be a deletion uh, before we hit the regular season. And so I'm sure, you know, you know, Jalen had to look in the mirror and say, okay, it's my time to shine, whatever the case may be. Now, I saw, uh, I saw a depth chart report that says he's the first uh, returner for the game Friday night. Correct. Okay. So one of his busy, biggest weaknesses has been in the in, in the return game. So, you know, we haven't heard much about him in there, obviously, because you don't do much in practice. But let's see how he handles that. If nothing else, first and foremost, in terms of fielding the ball and making judgments when the ball's coming his way. That's the two biggest criteria in t- for, for a returner. Catch the ball, make the proper decision, whether you call the fair catch or you feel you have enough distance between you and the oncoming pursuit to try to make a move and get us additional yards. So, you know, yeah, he knows he's unnoticed. He knows all eyes are watching him. Well, think about it. If they, if now they may go with Quez, but if they start three wideouts, well, actually Pascal will probably start, but anyway, he's going to get a lot of reps in the receiving game with Devante out. And I, I would give him, I'd give him the entire first half maybe to return punts and kicks just to see what it looks like. I mean, Absolutely. you might get a heavy dose of, of, of Covey and, and those guys after that, Absolutely. but I, I would, I would go early, Rager. Show me, man. You know, show yeah. me you you want to be here and you belong here. So yeah, I, I would I would put him on kickoff return. Also, let's yeah. just see. You know, he's got the speed. Let's see um, if he has the physical attributes, the mental attributes to handle kickoff return as well. And if I was him, I would want to do it. Anything and everything I can do that could enhance my my value to this team. I mean, you came out and said that you want to be here for the rest of your career. First of all, it's, it's very rare. Even you know, uh, even a top receiver is going to be with the same team for the rest of their career. I mean, you know, you, you look yeah. at a Julio Jones, days, one of the man. best that ever played. It. You know, he didn't yeah. finish his career down in Atlanta. Right. Look at uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He didn't finish his career down in Houston. Mm-hmm. Things happen, you know. You know, so, but if nothing else, you know, the bottom line, you got to think about longevity and trying to make as much money you can in a short amount of time as you can because once you're done, you're done, you know, and that money you make, unless you, unless you have a plan B in terms of already have a business going or some other stuff, something else lined up, that's a, that's a drastic, significant drop off from making NFL money compared to making real life money. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, again, what you hope is it, I, I would have hoped it would happen last year, but at least if at some point, if he's humbled a little bit in the real, look, when they go out and they sign or trade, excuse me, for AJ Brown, right. you already right. have Devontae Smith, what a really good rookie. Exactly. Year. They bring in Zach Pascal. They're sending you a, me- I don't think they're doing it. To, they want to get their team better, but if, if it isn't right. sending you a message that they're getting legitimate studs in here, I don't know what yes. else does, you know, if you're Jalen Reg. Exactly. So exactly. That what should, else? Yeah. What? You're, Derek, the other part is, you mentioned you. I think you have a great point there. Not only could he not be an eagle, but let's say he goes somewhere else and he's giving similar productivity. Like yeah. you could be out of the league very young, man. You could be yeah, 27, man. 28 yeah. years old, and all of a sudden, wait, I got to find a real job here. Yeah, exactly. And they pay. They pay what at this job as opposed to what I was uh-huh. making. Yep. So, you know, it's it's there for you, man. Like I, I really think they want him to be to make this team because they don't want <laughs> the dead cap hit and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but. At best, you're a fifth. At best, that's just where it is. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm curious to see how he handles it because he, you know, he's one of those guys who's he's going to play in all three preseason games. He has yes. to. Yep. They have to make a definitive determination on what he is or what he is not. Is he is he a fit for this team, or do we have somebody else pressing him that we may like a little bit better than him? He has to have the mindset. When 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 training camp is all said and done, when preseason is all said and done, and the coaches sit behind closed doors and start whittling down that final roster, I make it very difficult for them to delete me from the overall equation going into the regular season. Now, unfortunately, considering the quarterbacks he's going to be playing with for much of the preseason, he may not get the looks, he may not get the numbers that he wants, he may not get the opportunities that he wants. But if he's running his proper routes, if he's making his blocks, if he's not making mistakes on the return game, okay, that help, that bodes well for him in terms of Howie Roseman not wanting to give up on just a, a three-year first-round pick just yet. But yeah. anything less than that, it makes it very easy for them to say, okay, this was on you. We gave you every opportunity possible. It just didn't work out. Good luck to you in your future endeavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in total agreement. I think Plain I think simple. that's the position that he's in, and I, you know what? I also think, you know, as much as these pre preseason games where we all kind of like roll our eyes, like let's just get through them. For yeah. someone yeah. like him, it's enormous. Like he yeah. he goes oh, out there goodness. and he oh, balls out, and I don't care if it's against the twos or the threes. Go go play against who you're who you're facing and tear it up and and show that you belong here. If that's the case. Then you don't feel as bad. You're not saying to yourself, man, the only reason he's here is because of where he was drafted or whatever. At least at that yeah. point, you know, you feel like you may belong. All right. So here's what we have coming up. As I mentioned, Adam Kaplan will be at 130. Barrett will be hopping on. We think uh, in the next segment we'll get his observations of, of camp today. A couple things that we're going to hit, Derek, which I find interesting. Pose the question and start the, all, all of our listeners and streamers and chat rooms start thinking about it now. Who do you have the most belief in? Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, uh, Jonathan mm-hmm. Gannon. So mm-hmm. you have the head coach and the two principals here, your two coordinators uh, right there. We'll also dive into under-the-radar Eagles. You know, we talk about a lot of different guys, and rightfully so, Jalen Hurts and uh, A.J. Brown. You know, there are other guys that are really good players or could be keys that we don't really get into too much. So today we're going we're gonna to give a little little love and little shine to those guys. Uh, Phillies won again, Gunner. Six in a row, my man. They are just in fuego, 11 of 12. Look at you. You're grinning like a Cheshire cat. I'm glowing. Uh, we'll get in that. And Keith Hernandez, the Mets broadcaster. Oh yeah, took, took a little shot, little little shot. Uh, veiled, not even veiled. It was pretty pretty overt. Uh, Adam Kaplan around the NFL. Uh, a couple things we're going to do. Week four 
is another really good week in the mm. NFL. We're trying to yep. preview uh, up until the season begins each week what the big games are. So we'll get into that. You mentioned a uh, key injury for the Browns. There's a couple yeah. other injuries. I want to get your review. You've watched the first hard knocks. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Because I got to tell you, Gunner, a little scary that team for week one. I'm, I've been uh, I've been telling you guys this. You're not concerned. listening to me. I keep concerned. telling you. No, I'm I'm there, man. I'm concerned. So we'll talk about that. Uh, some extensions in the league. Sean McVay, Les Snead, the GM of the Rams. Uh, Roger Goodell. Uh, is it makes it pretty obvious how he feels about the Deshaun Watson situation. We'll get into yep. that and a bunch of other stuff. So don't go anywhere. Again, Barrett, Adam Kaplan, he's D Gun. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk finances now and knowing who to trust with your finances. You don't work that hard to not be able to be comfortable later in life or to invest right now to help your family out. I got the perfect person, and that's Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group. I've entrusted him with my IRA, my 401k rollover. But for you, it could be anything. It could be your 401k. It could be an IRA. It could be an insurance review. It could be getting it uh, benefits off the ground for the business that you have. Whatever the case may be, he can help. And if you're not really sure, you can reach out to him as well, and he'll let you know what direction to go or if he can help you out. 610-996-4751. That's how you reach him. 610 610- Nine nine six forty seven fifty one, or you can drop him an email at Murray M U R R A Y dot Jim at principal dot com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal dot com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome on in. Welcome on back, everybody. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Wednesday. I had to think for a minute <laughs> what day it was, Gunner. I don't know. We're, we're, we're getting through a hump day. There you go. I usually get, I usually hit with a hump day early. I, I Maybe I'm, uh, I'm, I'm lax in my uh, in my hump day. Uh, you're muted. You're muted. The, uh, the mute, first... Barrett, Barrett, get off mute. Oh, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, the first, two, the first two shows this week have been off the charts, dude. Oh, so my God. Any, anything is open season from this point on for the rest of the week. Uh, we, we, we've had a bizarre week already, man. Yeah. But it was fun. A lot of fun. I always, like, I'll sit there after the, you know, I'll be doing something else. I'm like, <laughs> that segment. I forget. One of the segments we had yesterday was just outrageous, man. Oh, and the, what was it? What was the day Barrett's like, I'll whoop some monkey ass? Was that this week or last week? I, I don't hear, we were talking about the monkey. <laughs> that was thing, last week. Taking the kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. And, and so, I, actually, I saw a video of that. It's crazy. But I was wondering, I said, wait a minute. Because I looked at the video once, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. This monkey it's, grabbed this kid, just dragged him down a, a walkway for about 20 feet, oh. and then the people scared it off. And then I'm looking at some of the uh, ca captures under, and they said, hey, was that monkey riding a bike? And I looked at the monkey, uh, I looked at it again. This monkey was riding like a mini bike. I'm like, wait a minute, that's got to be doctored. That can't be true. But what? the story is true. But that that could not be true. A monkey riding a bike rides in, grabs a kid by his collar right from under the people sitting there, the people just sit there looking. I'm like, your first reaction is to jump up, but no, these people are oh. sitting there going, "Oh, you know." Yeah, so man. that that video had to be doctored. I don't know, man. These monkeys, man, they're getting, they're getting. I don't know who's teaching them this stuff, but they're getting dangerous. That's for sure. Hey, I made a uh, a TV recommendation for you. Yeah, I, I knocked it out. My wife and I watched it over over the weekend and into uh, Monday. I guess it was. Yeah, it's called Blackbird. Okay. Now, the premise of it's okay. only six episodes. It's on uh, Apple TV. Okay. So the premise is this guy, and it's based on on true events and true story, inspired by true story. So this guy uh, was a, re a really good high school football player, had like four Division One scholarships. I think, he, I think he went and just kind of flamed out right away in, in his college career right. and became a drug dealer and arms dealer. Okay. What? In the, I think it was in the Chicago area is where he was operating out of. So anyway, he gets busted. Okay, so he he gets a he 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 thinks he's pleading to a deal that will I don't want to give too much away that that's going to be much shorter sentence than what he gets. He ends up getting ten years. Okay, right, right. He's put away, but he's also kind of a charming guy who you know you could see how he did well in that business, just kind of working people and manipulating people and all this other stuff. So long story short, they. There's a serial murderer in, in, in kind of near the area. Okay. They make a deal with this guy. We'll commute your entire 10 year sentence. If you go to this prison for the criminally insane, buddy up to this dude and find out if he did it and where he buried the bodies. Okay. Wow. Cause this guy was, was about to appeal his conviction was probably going to get it appealed. The, the, the murderer. So anyway, it's, it, I, it's six episodes. Uh, it's called blackbird. It's Ray Liotta's final performance before he passed away. Okay. Uh, he's in it. Greg Kinnear. And the guy, Taylor Egg Egerton, he played Elton John in Elton John's biop pick. pick. Okay. He's British, but he has, you know, he does have the British accent in this. So you got, if you want, it's, it's very good. You'll enjoy, you would dig it. I'm telling you, it's on Apple okay. TV. All so right. check it I got to watch it now. Now you, now you pique my interest. Yeah. It was, it, and there's a little <laughs> bit of a, 
sports football angle to it early on. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Like I said, Barrett's going to be joining us soon. We got one thirty. Adam Kaplan uh, coming up. So uh, w- let me ask you this, Derek. Let- let's start with the question that we posed before we went to break in terms of belief. So you have Nick Sirianni, mm-hmm. you have Shane Steichen, you have Jonathan Gannon. I actually think of the three, the one who probably gets the most attention is Gannon. Yep. <laughs> At least I the agree. Philadelphia fan base. I agree. Steichen would be a far third and then it's Sirianni, which is weird considering he's a head coach. So if I pose that question to you with those three guys going into this year, based off of what you saw last year and the talent that they have on each side of the ball, who is it for you? Which one do you have the, the greatest belief in? Uh, the greatest belief in, I would yeah. have to say Sirianni. Sirianni is the maestro of this. Uh, Sirianni is like uh, the warden, so to speak. Um, he's the one who is responsible for the actions of Steichen and Gannon. He is responsible for the the architect work of the offense, how it will function, although his first lieutenant, Steichen, will implement the game plan. Um, he's the one that has to ask all the questions of all the coordinators and, and the coaches. What are we doing here? How, are, are we doing this correctly? I mean, this is his show. He's the one that that sold the bill of goods to Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman to hire him as a head coach. Now he has to show that he is that leader. He immediately won the players over Mm -hmm. and new players that have come in. Anytime new players come in, the first thing, one of the first things they want to ask is how's the coach, you know, and the the players give him glowing reviews because of how he treats them, how he knows when to back off, how he knows when to push. He's not afraid to get in certain people's faces um, when he needs to get things done. Uh, so this is his show. You know, we can scream and holler and yell at Gannon and Steichen all we want when things don't go right. But the bottom line is that man has to step in front of the masses and explain what went right, what went wrong, and why every day, every time he's required to speak to the media. So we hang on his every word more so than the coordinator's words. Uh, in a lot of ways, because this is his baby. He assembled his staff. The ownership has given him now enough toys to make the product that surprised a lot of us last year that much better. And so moving forward, when the owner, when the GM asks questions, the first person they're asking is the head coach. So I would say definitely he has shown that he can be a head coach in the National Football League. He has shown that he can adapt on the fly as he did last season switching exclusively from a passing game to a running game. And he has shown that he can lead men, men who have paid seven figure incomes. He can, and let's, let's, let's call it for what it is. He can lead men of color. When you consider over 70% of the league is of African-American descent, he can lead men of color. They gravitate towards him. Okay. So they all believe in him. So interesting point. Yes, yep. yeah, it, it starts. The pyramid starts with him mm-hmm. plain and simple. Oh, the guy! I think the toughest guy to get a handle on for me is Steichen. I, you know, I like you said, he may be the guy who facilitates this and implements it, but but you know, Sirianni's got a lot of input, right? When it comes to what the offensive game plan is going to look like, yes. and they've even said, look, if there's a situation where yep. uh, Steichen said this, if coach wants to jump in and start calling a player to, he does it. So yep. just to be clear, it's not like Nick is totally hands off with that. Right. But right. I just don't know, Derek. Like I don't know. I don't know if I give him a ton of credit last year for knowing, hey, we, we can't keep trying to force feed this passing game. we got to start running. 
I think there's some credit to be given, but it was pretty obvious that's the only way they were going to win last year, right? right. Now that he's got the right. tools, I want to see what Steichen looks like as an offensive coordinator with a guy who hopefully should be able to pass the ball. You know, the other part of this is too, and this goes to Sirianni and Steichen, developing Jalen Hurts, yes. getting him better, making him better. Okay, yep. given the yep. they've given him the tools, I think with players, but you got to develop Absolutely. him as a as a player because. You know, how many we've seen a million different quarterbacks over the years end up in a bad system and they just kind of die on the vine there. And others go to a good system who maybe aren't the greatest and just flourish. So yes. I think a lot of it has to do with that. Um, so my my answer isn't Steichen would come in last for me just because I don't have a good feel for him right, at all. Right. Now you make a great all your points are dead on about Sirianni. Uh, and I, and I think the buying in part, especially last year when you were two and five from veterans, it was enormous. Cause that's where it could really go off the rails where if guys are like, dude, plants and what, what is he taught? We're two and five, man. Like, exactly. Give me a break. But exactly. they didn't do that. So I think that's huge. Look, you're going to think I'm nuts. I believe in Gannon. I believe in Gannon. I've listened to him enough where I hear this guy and I'm like, either he's write, the best. Let me write this down. Let me. Uh, Rob believes in Gannon. I do. Okay. I do. Because he, there's two things going on. <clears throat> either he's the greatest salesman ever where he could just charm the pants off of anybody. Right. Or this dude is really smart, really with it, really gets it. Like, I, I, I don't think he did enough last year to earn all these interviews either. But I could I understand where if he sat down in front of you, you'd kind of go come away like right. it was pretty impressive, like just hearing him. Now that said, he's got to do it on the field. It's gotcha. all well and good to sound great in, in, you know, in, a, in a setting where you're in front of a GM or, or whatever or an owner, but you got to be able to, to get it done at, when it when it comes to that. So I, I'm going to go Sirianni on this. I have a lot of faith with the with the weapons they gave him with his yep. acumen that he's going to be good because the league does value him. He was a hot commodity, you know, coming over here to begin with where a lot of other teams were, were going after him. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to go Sirianni in this. Anytime anybody has I'm sorry, asked Gannon, me about Gannon, 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 sorry. Oh, you're going to go Gannon. Okay. Yeah. Anytime anybody has asked me about Gannon, my, my constant line has been wait and see because we don't yeah. know. We have given him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't have the personnel that he wanted to do some of the things we assumed he wanted to do last year. And it cost the defense in a lot of ways. Well, the overall product has been enhanced twofolds now with the personnel Howie Roseman has brought in during the offseason, as well as the draft. I mean, you got yep. a third round guy, you know, you got a third round guy linebacker that was projected as a first round guy, as well as a first round pick in a in a in a freight train in Jordan Davis. You made the move also to get A.J. Brown in here as well. So you had a great haul in this draft. You got the heir apparent, we assume, and Cam Jurgens in, 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 in for Jason Kelsey. So I, when it comes to Gannon, I don't know. It's the unknown factor. What exactly is his game plan? And obviously he's not going to tip his hand, as with any coordinator, they're not going to tip their hand. So I don't know about Gannon. I know what we saw in Sirianni under one year. You know, um, you know, you're right. He made the comment about flyers and we were all flowers and we were all snickering, but he got the last laugh. Mm -hmm. Okay. In that regard. So we, we yeah. know, we, we know where Sirianni is. So I think Sirianni head and shoulders right now, when you base it on those three yeah. Sirianni head and shoulders for me, I have more confidence in than the other two. 
All right, to answer Dominique's question, how does Rob believe in Gannon but has to see it with Hertz? Why don't you see it with Gat? Or it's a good question. Why don't you have to see it with Gat? All right, here's the answer. Because it, it, you're talking about a defense last year that didn't have a legitimate pass rusher that had a secondary other than Slay that was not up to speed, that a linebacking core other than TJ Edwards who really came on at the end of the year last year that was way below standard. Right. In a lot of ways, you can coach guys up, but a coach is only as good as the players that he has. My my faith in Gannon is based on a couple things. They still, by the way, they were still middle of the pack in points allowed. They were not Absolutely. a bad points per game given. It's like up, 22 points a game. Which is key, right? Jo- yeah, Jim Johnson used to say uh, 17 and we win every game or something like that. Yeah. But um, anyway, so they were middle of the pack with really, I think, porous talent. There's a lot of talent now. And I think he's going to be able to do more than he did. Now, the argument with Hertz is, well, he only had Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, maybe, but he also had a great offensive line. He had a quality running game. He did have Devontae Smith. He did have Dallas Goddard. I think they owed him at least one more receiver, and they got him a big-time one in Jalen or A.J. Brown, excuse me. Uh, so I think for all those reasons, Hertz will be improved, but I'm not sure he's going to elevate to that next level. I'm basing this on what I saw from Gannon last year, plus the talent that he was given as a coach that he's going to be able to work with because it's going to unlock that conservatism that we saw with him last year, I think is going to be swept away. I think he's going to be a lot more aggressive. I think you're going to see more blitzing. I think he's going to be more creative in his schemes. Derek, they're going to be a really tough team to defend because they have the ability to be multiple. And I know people sometimes say, what do you mean by that? Well, they can give you odd man fronts, even man fronts. They can go two you know that two five look or that two seven look or you know they they could do a lot of different things is what i'm trying to say and you could disguise a lot of things when you could do that i think for all of those reasons it's going to lead to a lot of success i look at it now i see a double digit sack guy in hassan reddick i see uh a shutdown corner in slay i see the best linebacking core i can remember in forever with this team uh not yeah. to mention jordan davis and brandon graham being back and, and look, Lane Johnson yesterday told us how unbelievable Josh Sweat has looked Absolutely. so far. So there's depth there with this team. Um, so for all those reasons, that's why I went Gannon to answer the question. Well, see, everything you mentioned, I don't disagree with. Um, you know, but that's that's the question mark. See, Hassan Reddick was a double-digit sack guy in a different system. Yep. How many players do we see go from one system to the next system and not be as productive in the next system as he was in a previous system? Yeah. How is he going to utilize all these toys at his disposal now? How is and you got like twenty seconds to make decisions mm-hmm. on personnel groupings? Who are you going to bring in and bring out without wasting a timeout, especially at a cru- crucial point of a game? Can he do that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. See, he didn't have to, he didn't have those weapons last year. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a plethora of weapons that he can deploy at any given moment. How yeah. is he going to utilize that? So that's why I said because of my uncertainty with Gannon. Um, but what we saw what Sirianni was, even though it was an 18-game sample, we saw what Sirianni can do. We've heard the players time and time again talk about how he's a player's coach. We've seen how he handles veteran players. He knows when to give them days off. He knows when to push them. Um, he can be one of the boys. He wears the goofy T-shirts yep. you know, with the players' pictures on it. Players gravitate towards that stuff. So he knows, to be, he knows how to be that authoritative figure as well as be one of the boys – that's a fine line to walk. You're right. Sometimes, you know, not many coaches can do that. You either or, or you're either a hard nosed coach or you're a player's coach. Okay. But Doug Peterson was like that. Doug Peterson knew 
because Doug Peterson played the game at the highest level, Doug Peterson knew how to read players Mm -hmm. as a head coach. Sirianni, we found out that he knew how to read players as a head coach. I agree. I don't don't know with Gannon what he can and cannot do. Barrett has broken it down very well. We've discussed it very thoroughly, what we believe that he's going to do. But until I see it, I don't know what to expect from this man. Yeah, and I think it's fair. Like, admittedly, some of it is leap of faith. I mean, it's not all based off of what you saw last year. Some of it is just sort of like projecting, and I and that's kind of where I'm at. But that look, it's it's fair game. Like, I think it's an interesting argument. Maybe we don't give Steichen enough love. Maybe maybe we should give him more credit if the offense looks good. I, I I feel like Derek, even if the offense looks really good this year. We'll we'll give all the credit to Sirianni probably. You know, it, it won't even be yeah, Steichen. Yeah. Hey, that you know, that's just kind of them's the breaks, as they say. That's just the way yeah, it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, surprise oh, guests, look at this. Look Bar- we have. I'm, I'm a is, guest now. It's Buford. <laughs> what's your name, Buford? Uh, uh, Marty. Uh, Marty. Uh, Billy. Barney. Billy. What's your name? <laughs> Brandon. I can't. No. I can't. I can't win for you losing with you guys. I'm a guest. You don't know my name. I tell you what, man. How you guys just you know how let you guys let you're letting what an hour and and and, and, and fifty minutes just you know just change everything. And where, by the way, where are you in the supply closet? What's going on there? <laughs> like, what are they stick you? I'm actually in. I'm upstairs. Okay. I'm in the. Uh, oh, there you go. In All the right. offices. Yeah, that looks a lot office. better. A lot better. You. you look a lot better with the glass behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Like this? Yeah, yeah, that looks a lot yeah. better. Yeah. Well, there yeah, you, you need a little sun glare, but no big deal. Right. No big deal. Yeah. We like your Star I'll... Wars shirt. That's uh, that's cool. So, Go all right, ahead. let me ask you, Barrett. We just we were just uh, throwing this around. Now, were you with the, at practice today? Or were you not able to get down there? Today? No, I was in practice. Yeah, I was in practice. Today. All right, well, let's start there. Uh, give us your impressions of what you saw, and I know the big thing coming out of that is the starters are going to get a little bit of time. On Friday yes. against the Jets. Yes. So let's start. They're like two series, you know, which two series could equate to um, maybe even a, a full quarter, mm-hmm. you know, considering the fact, you know, how things are going. If, if things go right, um, you know, those long drives you do usually do when you run the ball successfully. Right. Usually have long drives. So maybe they do get, maybe they go do get a, um, an entire quarter. I just want to see, you know, this offense for once go out there and let's see what they can do. You know, um, today in practice, it was only an hour, not even an hour, it's 50 minutes. Got in, got their work done. Um, Hurts looked very, very good in practice. Uh, the defense, I think the offense won today. Um, I tell you what, man, 11 is a beast, man. I don't know where they got Brown from. I mean, if they molded, they took him and took him out of molten rock or whatever, but he looks good, man. I mean, he's catching everything you throw at him. He's going to be such a viable asset. Like I told you, what was the word I used on Monday? Trust. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. The trust factor. They, those two trust each other. And the biggest thing hurts trust um, um, that Brown's going to catch the ball. And that's the biggest thing, man. Once you got that trust, you don't feel like you're you you know you're delayed in pulling the trigger because you know your guy will go get it. He gives you a more forgiving catch radius. Now, I used to – everybody just talk about, all oh, huge catch radius. You know, he's got, you know, long arms. No, he gives a forgiving catch radius, meaning he can throw a very forgiving ball yep. and they know that that wide receiver go get it and catch it regardless. Yep. It's no longer yep. 50-50 balls when you're dealing with him. It's 70-30 balls. So that was good. Um, I'll tell you, uh, Minshew had a pretty good practice, uh, even though he did throw a pick. Um, they showed a little pony, you know, pony with two running backs. 
Now you know both. Uh, you know, yeah. Who, who was it? Was it uh, Miles and Boston Scott or Miles and uh, Gainwell? Who who was it? Who were the two? Runners? No, no. Both Gainwell and Scott are out right now. Oh, okay. They're both Ooh. out. So it's um, it was uh, Huntley. Huntley. It was Huntley. Him and Huntley. Okay. okay. Now they ran a play, you know, but it got blown up, you know. So, All right. I mean, you know, but I mean, still just having that twelve person. I mean, uh, uh, twenty one personnel, two running backs, one tight end. That's that's hard for defenses to really throw out uh, um, a defense uh, to to combat that. What do you do? You get a passing defense out there because they might throw the ball, then you run the ball, or it could be a pass I mean, a run defense, and they could pass the ball on you. So that's really hard. You know, it's just like twelve personnel. It's really hard to defend those type of things. Um, defensively, I'll tell you what; those cornerbacks are good, man. Mm. You know, all three of them are good, man. I mean, really, really good. And the guys in back of them, Epps had another, you know, great practice. Uh, watch a little bit of Nicobe Dean. He's getting it. He's getting it. He's finally okay. getting it. Um, you know, he's starting to, you know, he's starting to be where he's supposed to be. You know, I mean, they didn't have any pads on. You really didn't know what he's going to do when he got there. But he's where he's supposed to be at. He's covering who he's supposed to cover. Um, it doesn't look like the game's too big for him anymore. He's starting to fall into place, and, he's, you know, he's going to be okay. Offensive line look good. They're getting guys back. How um, Jurgens look at, at with the ones at, great, at center? Great, yeah. because you can't, you really can't do it. You really can't say anything how they're going to play or anything else uh, when they're, you know, when they don't have any pads on. Mm-hmm. Once again, you know, it's just a, it's a, um, it's a, it's just a speed walkthrough when you do that, you know. So, but I mean, I mean they did, they did look good. They look crisp. Um, I tell you what, Sweat is going. Sweat might have double digits this year. You heard it first, right here. Yeah, I, Lane Johnson was singing his praises yesterday, Barrett. We were just talking about that. Uh, he he he's due. I, I think he, he gets it for a full seventeen, as opposed to he kind of get him in spurts sometimes early. He's you know he could be monstrous for this team. Right. So you know he's gonna be good. Um, what are the negatives? Hurt still needs to get going. You know he, need, he still needs to um, you know go through his progressions a little bit faster, but he's going through them faster than he did it before. He understands what where guys are supposed to be at. He sees things. He's not afraid to throw the ball. But still, though, you know, I think if he pulls the trigger just a little bit faster, things will be a lot easier for him, and it'll open up this offense a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It'll open up a lot more. And he, he but he's he's looking good, man. He's looking really, really good. Um, I, you know what? I don't know what's going on on special teams. I mean, what, what do you bring, mean, like? Like who's going to be returning? Britton Covey may make this team. In well, fact, they, had, they had Rager. They had Rager listed as the first as first on the uh, return game, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It tells me they're giving him every chance possible to make this team. That's what they're yeah. going to do because he's a first round pick. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So they're going to give him every opportunity possible to um, to make the squad. I mean, first round pick, you're going to get that. But there's little things, you know, like. I was sitting there watching. Um, I was watching with uh Dave, uh Dave Zangaro, and they were doing this little drill, um, where you know punt return. So they'll give them a ball. They'll punt it up, and while they're punting it, just before the ball gets to them, they throw the ball they have in their hand up in the air, catch the punt, and still go catch the ball they threw in the air. Oh man! And 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 and, and Covey was the only one that could do it. He's the only one to do it. You know what you notice with him, and again, I, I'm I am not down there like you are. I just see highlights. He looks very smooth in his in his catch in, in the mechanics of everything. He looks smooth. 
even at the receiver position, he looks comfortable in there. I mean, I'm yeah. telling you, he might be the – and I'm not just saying it because he's a white guy, but I'm just saying he could be the next Wes Walker, <laughs> Danny Amendola, you know right. what I'm saying, that type of player. Smaller-ish wide receivers that fit in the slot that play fast, play quick. Yep. He could be that guy. Cole Beasley. Yeah, yeah. Cole Beasley. That's yeah. exactly the framework he is, you know what I'm saying? Now, if there was small black guys that played the position, I'd say their names, but I don't see too no, many I hear like that. I hear it. Look, you know? it is, he is going to be a guy that I think they're not going to be able to hide on a practice squad. Someone's going to grab him up if that's if that's the way it goes. And I, I think mean. that's what's going to scare him because more opportunities he gets, he's going to take advantage of him because he, I mean, he's older, man. He understands, but he's he's not a he's not a young pup. You know, he's a Mormon, so, you know, he did a – I guess he did a um, – yeah, he did he a mission. Out, he's like 24, 25 years old. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he's yeah. more he's more, he's older, you know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, he understands he has a short amount of time to maximize his experience, and he's gonna make sure he's getting everything he can out of it. Yeah. Well, uh, where do you stand back? I'm I'm in favor of the starters getting a little touch. Some people, yeah, the injury risk is too big for him. Where are you at? They with that? need to get some reps. You can't thank you. Thank you. Yeah. you. To me, you can't you can't keep your you can't hold yourself back from you. You can get injured at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they cannot play the whole entire preseason, just like um, just like uh, Brandon Graham did, right? And still got hurt the first or second game. Yeah, you know, you never know. I mean, there was. I mean, it, it is statistically um, um, accurate that if you're not out there, you won't get hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that's. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah, but how do you get the speed of the game? How do you get the offense going? Now they came out that first game against Atlanta. And blew them away, but everybody did it to Atlanta after that. We thought Atlanta was going to be good, so it kind of their gave defense, us mis- especially stunk exactly at that point so, of the season. Yeah, so we thought it was a misconception. It was a misconception with us that they were going to be good, and they weren't good, and they were bad, and kind of filled us up a little bit. Yeah, but you know, false hope. But you know, I, I truly believe that this team can can go out there and play a lot better than what we're giving them credit for. All right, it's going to be interesting. Well. Let- so hurts okay some things you like some things you didn't brown continues to crush it um defensively nicobe dean kind of getting it a little bit here did i I, by all and regular met with the media afterwards and he said basically look it's been humbling i still want to be here all this other stuff he he looked good today right i mean that's what we're hearing and he's had a pretty decent camp so far yes he he well at this point he deserves to be on the field I mean, if I'm not looking at any of the evaluations from last year, I'm just strictly looking at um, what he's doing right now. He belongs on this team. He he's showing that he's a he's a better wide receiver than the second half of guys they have on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, he he looks like he, him and Covey about Covey about neck to neck. You know, what I'm saying as far as what they do, but he is better than um, Hightower. You know, yeah. that's not like he's it, it feels like high towers in, in big trouble here. I mean, I, it, it's, you know, it, right. They're I mean, still give him every opportunity, though. They're still going to give him every opportunity to make the team because he's a draft pick, you know, and that's you know, one of Howie's guys. Yeah. But, you know, he, he's better than he's better than a lot of guys that, you know, on the roster, even though the bottom half of the roster looks pretty good. Right. He's still better than most of the guys. You know, he's better than, you know, when I look at the roster, I'm looking at, um, He's Deion Kane. He's better than him. Okay. Uh, you know, he's better than Greg Ward. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's better than that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to make Wait, it. Wait, you you think Hightower's better than Ward? No, not no. I'm talking about oh. um, Jalen Rager. Rager, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't, don't be saying that, man. Don't have, you're going to put that in my – don't put my name on that, man. What you doing? Come on, dude. I, I, I just had to ask the question. I just wanted don't, to clarify. Don't do me like That's that, all. man. I just had to clarify. That's all I'm don't doing. Do 
All you, right, you, so let, let's come back. Let's look, hit it. You only come quick. here part time, so don't come in here raising your <laughs> voice at me. Yeah. Hey. I know it doesn't take. It only takes forty five minutes for. for Shots be, fired. He I mean, you know, he he played in twenty golf tournaments. He has all these other commitments. We're an afterthought, Rob. Nah. It's like the the step brother finally arrived. Sorry, oh, still my goodness. That's we're how you guys will treat me. That's how you're gonna treat me. Uh, you got you guy. I got you, man. I got your back. It's your yeah, guy. yeah, there you go. You guy, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that guy, it's the other guy. Um, all right, so we're gonna come back. I, I want to hit you with uh, we didn't get a chance to get to a gunner and I under the radar eagles, Barrett. You know, guys along the lines of Avanti Wait, Maddox. You didn't ask you didn't ask him the, the, the other question. I'll right? ask him that too. We'll also yeah. when we get back hit you with who you have the most belief in, Siriani, Steichen. Organic. Okay. I will hit you with Ooh, that. That's when we tough. Get I'll hit yep. you with that. We'll yep. do all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, get, get your breath, Barrett, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're sports take. All right. I want to tell you about my friends at Pro Action Restoration. If you're a home or business owner, you've experienced the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke damage, whatever the case may be, reach out to Pro Action. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured, serving the tri state area. For more than two decades, ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
All right, we're back. We are Sports Day. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis with you on this Wednesday. Tomorrow marks uh, one month until the Eagles season opener in Detroit against those Lions. All right, Barrett, so I'm going to pose two things to you. One, Derek and I already kicked around. I'm curious to get your answer, and then we'll all dive into the next one. But I posed the question to, to Derek and our audience. Which of these three do you have the most belief in going into the 2022 season? Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon. Who, who would it be for you? Uh, mute, mute it, Barrett. It's kind of tough because, you know, Nick Sirianni, as the head coach, you know, I have a lot of faith in him, man. But I'm starting to build a lot of faith in in, in, in um, Steichen's ability to call plays. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's it's, it's up in the air, you know, because I really think that he understands what he has and he can develop plays to maximize their talent. Um, I think he's a major reason why they made the playoffs last year because they turned around and and evaluated the talent they had and moved those guys into position to play better. So it's it's tough with Steichen and then, but then you look at Gannon. Now that Gannon has his toys, it looks nothing like it looked last year. That defense looks nothing like him. In fact, you see how um, how he's going out there and he's 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 putting guys in different positions. You know, I mean, he's allowing guys to flourish that, you know, that um, they're really an afterthought to me. So I'm, I'm looking at a guy like, you know, for instance, uh, Teron Jackson. He's explosive, gets off the ball. But then we were just talking about, you know, a guy that nobody's really talking about that's, that's having a great camp, Josh Sweat. Mm. Josh Sweat may have a double-digit sack year. And this is going to be a part of Gannon's um, formula for, for putting guys in different positions, multiple fronts, which you can't get a beat on anybody. And, you know, he's lined up everywhere, and, and now he's going to become an impact player. But if I was going to say the guy that I had the most faith in, it's going to have to be Nick. I got to say Nick. Even though I laid out all that, I'm going to say Nick because Nick put Steichen in place to make sure that um, that offense would be running, and and, and he's, he, he, he took – he took the back seat on calling the plays because he thinks the Steichen, you know, that, that, that takes a lot as a man to do to give duties away in what you were brought here to do. That's number one. And then as far as defensively, he made sure that Howie gave him whatever he needed to be a better defensive play caller so they can compete. So I got to say, it's got to be Nick. They trust Nick enough that they, he told him, Hey, you help him out and him out and it's working. So I'm, I'm going to go with Nick. Okay. Whoa. We actually agree. Hey, you guys something? agree. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Let me change mine then. Me... <laughs> I can't believe. Hold on, this is a first. At one oh seven p.m. Eastern Time, August tenth, Barrett and Derek on the same page. All right, I'm but, impressed. But it's true. He, you know, he's he's the orchestrator. He's the maestro behind this. All the questions that come down from ownership and in, in the front office go directly to him first. Yeah. What, what, okay, what happened? Why isn't this working? How's Gannon, Gannon looking in terms of putting his defense together? You know, wh- why did you give Steichen a range? You feel that comfortable with him? That's the man they're asking all the questions. They're not yeah. asking Steichen and Gannon. So right. obviously, yes, you know, and he's proven that he can turn things around in a hurry with what he did last year. So therefore, I, I would have to say it's a great question. It's a difficult question to answer. But when push comes to shove, 
Sirianni's at the top of that list for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, it, it's uh, I, I, I think there's a lot of different ways you go. I think the perception is going to change big time on Gannon by the end of the year. I don't think Steichen gets enough uh, is going to get enough love no matter what. It's all going right. to go to Sirianni, but that's right. okay. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just kind of the nature of the beast, especially when you have an offensive coach. Uh, that's just the way it goes. All right. So underrated under the radar, I think would be probably a better way to put it. Eagles. Okay. I jotted down a couple. Uh, I'll throw them out there. You guys tell me which ones you agree with. You want to pick up on any of them, feel free. But Avante Maddox, who I think really came into his own as a slot, you know, nickel uh, last year in, in, a, in a great spot for him. Yeah. Wow, Isaac Samalo. Cool. Huh? You're right, Rob. I mean, but we haven't talked about Avante Maddox when he's the he's the third in that trifecta that you know you can name him as a starter. Yeah, he's a starter, slot corner, man. You're right about that, man. I had thought about that, but you're absolutely well. I mean, especially in this league, I mean, everything's you know you're almost constantly in eleven personnel. Yeah, Yeah, eleven personnel. Um, and I, I, you know, I think they tried different things with him to see which is the best spot for him. But I think they he really found his footing last year, and he's playing great. I mean, look, he's you're measuring him against uh, a Slay and and a Bradbury, who's another one who's had a great camp. Yep. You know, so far, and well, we talked about how what a good camp Epps has had. I'm so excited for the secondary man. I can't even explain it to you. But all right, so um, Avante. I threw Isaac Samalo. I don't think that he gets enough love. I know they have depth on that offensive line. Everybody wants to kind of replace the guy, but I threw him in there. Um, you guys want to jump in on him? I I, I like him. I think more than most people do. <laughs> Bro, dude, you look you look at Isaac Samalo. He never gets a lot of accolades, a lot of shine, or anything. But you never hear his name during game day. Ever. And that's, that's the that's the mark of a, of a good, not even not even a good, a great mm-hmm. offensive lineman. Because usually when you hear hear the name of an offensive lineman, you're holding, you're 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 giving up a sack. It's always a negative connotation when it comes to that. But you never hear him. You know, he's just a guy over there doing his thing, not saying anything. And next thing you know, you know, he's a part of the best offensive line, you know, in the league. And he's been a he's been the focal point for the past what five years that he's been a starter. Yep. He's been a you know, so yeah, you have to say that he is—he was right on the cusp before last year of becoming, um, I think, a Pro Bowl type of offensive lineman. I really think that you know, if he'd have stayed healthy and played the entire season, he'd have been mentioned as as an alternate in the Pro Bowl, almost guaranteed. Mm. Interesting. All right, so there's Samalo. How about you, Gunner? Um, I, I don't, I don't view Samalo as underrated, nor do I view Avante Maddox as underrated. Avante Maddox has proved his 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 medal to this organization. If not, he wouldn't be here. Um, you know, when you look at the, the people they tried at that position over the last few years, they didn't hold out, and yet he continues. It's always going back to him. You know, th- th- there were times they had to put him on the outside. He's just a little too short to play on the outside against these these bigger receivers nowadays. And the, and the Eagles identified that, but he's perfect for the slot, which those receivers are usually a smaller receiver. When I look at, when I, when I look at the same model, I, you know, I think he's recognized for being that Swiss army knife. You can plug and play him anywhere on an offensive line, which makes him that much more valuable. Unfortunately, he lost significant time last year due to an injury. But I think uh, a is well-respected around the league. I think if he was on the open market right now, he wouldn't be there more than 24 hours. No question about that because of his ability to play multiple positions and play it at a high level. 
All right, fair enough. Um, a couple others I, I threw on there for eco underrated, under the radar, whatever the case may be. Hey, look, TJ Edwards, all we try and do is replace this guy. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I get he's, it. We're all excited for Nicobe Dean. Under, understood. But, you know, he's turned himself into not just the best of a bad lot of Eagles linebackers, into a good linebacker now in the NFL. Absolutely. Yep. He doesn't, yep. I don't know if we look at him quite that way. He is, you know, it wasn't until he stepped up and really started, especially right around uh, the Detroit game, that you really saw how good T.J. Edwards was. In fact, I go so far as to say the Raiders game, the game before Detroit, mm-hmm. where he started playing at a level in which I'm like, man, T.J. Edwards really wants to be a starter. He really wants to play. He's going to mix it up. It took a long time for linebackers to play like linebackers in the system last year. I can remember watching teams with double team to three technique all the way back to the linebackers because the linebackers were not tough enough and intense enough. And that's when they had Wilson right, uh, and those guys in there. And they would wait for blocks to get to them. It wasn't until they, uh, they, they cut Wilson and they put TJ in there and TJ started coming downhill and rocking those offensive linemen off the double team, which was now allowed the defensive linemen to go one-on-one with a deep tackle I mean, a, a, a defensive tackle against one-on-one against an offensive guy and then a linebacker against an offensive guy. And that d- double team not only filled his gap, but it also closed the hole up because the linebacker wasn't back waiting for the play to develop in front of him. Mm-hmm. He was going downhill and activating the play and stopping it so everybody could go out there one-on-one and make plays. That's what he brought. He brought a toughness. He brought it. He, he, he brought – you know, a nastiness to this defense in the mm-hmm. interior. And because of that, you saw now Fletcher's cock start playing well. You know, that's when Hargrave started playing well because you couldn't just double-team them guys back to the linebacker because TJ was coming downhill and laying out off his alignment for when they were on a double-team, knocking them off the blocks. Now both guys are free to make plays. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, he has made – he has been – he has been that shining light in that defense. That's when, you know, if you saw, they started calling a more aggressive game. Gannon started calling a more aggressive game because he relied on TJ to make sure he would bring that funk in the middle of that defense. So now that, you know, say we're going to the next year, they knew they had some. That's why Howie Roseman signed him to a deal as soon as he did. Mm. He didn't have to sign him to a deal, but he knew he had some in TJ Edwards yeah. to keep him quiet. Now he goes to this season to starter. You're not going to take that from him. I mean, I think my, my, my dog, Dean, Dean going to have to play Will. He's not going to be able to play Mike because TJ going to be a Mike linebacker for a long time here in Philly. Okay. I'll throw another one in there. Boston Scott, you know, uh, for some reason he sort of disappeared for a while last year, but then when they, you know, broke the glass in case of emergency and, and he came back, the guy plays and he's got a nose for the end zone, yes. especially for a little dude yep. in, the, in, in the red zone. I, I'm a huge fan, man. And I, I think, look, he's a great, sort of backup running back second or third guy on your team. I'm not saying he's a feature back necessarily, but he's, he's, he's a, a real good football player. I think Boston Scott, they got something there with him. He's a giant killer. Also. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's always played good against the giants, but um, with the exception of that fumble against the giants. Yeah. He's always played very, very well. He runs well in between the tackles. He's actually a really good red yardage, um, a red zone. Um, getting up hidden yards inside when they run screens and, and, and draw plays and you know, even even running power plays. He gets in between those those offensive linemen. 
and he sneaks around it. And next thing you know, he's up five, six yards down the field. Mm-hmm. So he plays well for his size in between the tackles. He's not one of those guys who wants to bounce it. He want to run up in there with the trees and everything that he can get by and, and they don't see him. Next thing you know, he's five yards down the field. Right. Very consistent player, man. He, he's, a, he's, he's one of those things that, you know, are a change of pace back, put him in there fresh, he'll run all over your defense. Yeah. You know, for a guy who only had 87 touches last year, I mean, he averaged 4.3 yards a carry. Mm. And because of his low center of gravity, you know, bigger players, you can't really square up on him. He has the advantage when it's when it's about to make contact because he has that such that low center of gravity and he's a wide body to be a little guy. Yeah, he's you know? strong. Man, he you look strong. at his you look at his upper body and his his thighs and his calves. Man, that lever that leverage he has on that initial contact. That's why you see him bouncing off a lot of tackles. Where you know he does when you hit him the first time, he's still churning to get the two or three four extra yards. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, and he can break off. He can break it off too if he gets an open. You a lot of times you're not going to catch him from behind. Nope. You know, he he's the perfect compact weapon for what you need to do in certain situations. You know, he and he can really, catch. And he can catch the ball as well. He only yep. carried the ball in two, four, six. Eight. He only carried the ball in nine games. Uh, correction, eight games last year. Yeah, there's a big stretch there where I don't yeah. know what ha- – he just kind of went bye-bye, even though he was healthy. He didn't even carry the ball until October 24th against the Raiders. And yeah. that was when um, um, uh, Miles Sanders got hurt. He was a forgotten entity. We kept asking, where the heck is Boston Scott? Mm-hmm. You know, we saw what he did the previous year and what he's capable of doing. And all of a sudden, you know, he, he's a forgotten entity in the offense. But then all of a sudden he gets his chance. And all he did the whole season was produce. I'm looking at every, one game, you know, against Denver, he averaged 7.4 yards of carry. Every other game, minimum, except one against uh, New Orleans, he averaged a minimum of 3.4 yards of carry. Well, you carry the ball three times in a series. That's the first down every time you carry the ball. You know, are, are, will they keep just three? You guys think? I mean, at this point, is it Miles? Is it Boston? And you know, it, it, or is it only going to be those those three guys, the three that we anticipate here? Uh, you know, going in. If, if you keep and Kenny Gainwell, if you keep extra edge rushers, if you keep extra linebackers, one position has to suffer. Yeah, and I th- and I think they have enough youth in that backfield and interchangeable parts that I think going into a season they will be comfortable with three backs. You know, a lot of teams like to keep that fourth back, and who knows, maybe they. But it's going to be a hard decision. You know, if they keep six receivers, they keep extra linebackers, they keep an extra edge rusher. It's going to be a tough decision in terms of what position has to suffer. You know, they're going to keep a multitude of offensive linemen. That's what they've done. You know, for years they love their offensive linemen, so they're going to keep extra offensive linemen on this team. So somewhere, somehow, another position has to take the hit. What would you say is going to take the hit, D-Gun? Because I would say running back. Yeah. You know. You're going to have a lot of wideouts and a lot of linebackers. Yeah, and a lot of linemen. Because uh, let's face it, Sean Bradley may never see the field as a linebacker, but he's going to be probably the special teams captain. Yep. So. Exactly. Then you have to keep Davion Teller because he's having a great There you go. Yeah, and and something's got to give. Something's got to give yep. somewhere. Kazir White, you've got um, there you, you go. got guys like uh, you got guys like um, Kyron Jackson. Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. Yep, yeah. You got Kyron Johnson. You got Patrick Johnson. Um, you've got Johnson uh, and Johnson. A lot of Johnsons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you got Tyron Jackson also. Then you have Milton William. Yeah, it's it's where do you fifty three is going to be really tough. Yeah, where do you, where do you cut? I hate to be Howie right now because there's so many good players on this roster right now. Yeah. Like a guy yeah. we're not even talking about, but watch when you see him. 
uh, when, 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 you know, on Friday, Matt Leo, number 66, mm. watch you see this kid is big, strong, quick, sets the edge. He's a defensive end. Wait till you see him. Another guy that's big, strong, and plays the nose very, very well that nobody's really talking about is Marvin Wilson, number yeah. 73. He is a dump truck in there. He <laughs> is the man, bro. I'm telling you. But I don't see them keeping five D tackles, though. You can't because no. you got you got the guys on the edges, you know. And when I say exactly. the guys on the edges, you got uh you, you got the guys on the edges are guys like Kyron Johnson, yeah, uh Patrick Johnson. Uh, Hassan Reddick, and with them comes um, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, Tyron Jackson, Brandon Graham. That's a lot of guys you got to keep, man. Mm -hmm. So where do you go from there? That's I mean, what I just, said. What takes the hit? Yeah, that, it's a good problem to have, obviously, right? You'd rather have this than, my God, can we really have this guy on, on a roster? Yeah, you know, you'd rather yeah. it be that way, um, for well, sure. But. Well, look at this, though. You know a guy that they may cut, they might have to cut? that. Um, Kayvon Wallace. Kayvon Wallace is – Really? He's, having, he's, 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 he's not having a great camp. He's having an okay camp. He's not doing enough right now to, 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 to garner him being on the team, especially when you have all these linebackers. So at this point, I see them keeping three, three safety, three or four safeties, Jeez. And, he, and he may not, he may not be that guy, man. It's a they, pretty they, high pick who's going to be gone, you know, in, in pretty relative, you know, short order here. Um, that's I mean, I, they like Andre Chesharay. They like him. How many corners are you going to keep? Oh, I, exactly. I mean, you know they're going to keep Zach McPherson because he's had, he's had a great camp. Yeah, yeah, great camp. Um, they're going to keep. Uh, Man, after that, you know, because they like they like Matt McCain, and, and the like, offensive line's not going to be easy either, bro. That's what I'm saying. They're going to keep really nine. keep nine or ten offensive linemen. Yeah, usually they keep nine. Yes, but I don't know if you can keep nine. I mean, they, they might have to keep. They have. They will keep nine, dude, because of the injuries, of offensive linemen nowadays. How mm. many can you? How many can you bury on a practice squad? And even think about like the last couple of years, the amount of offensive linemen, like like. You know they've been able to overcome it and do a nice job, but they, exactly. you know, they've lost guys the last. Few I years. mean, you last year you lost Brandon Brooks and Sayamalo, and that right. offensive line kept going because of the depth for his you know his own purposes wasn't yes. around early in the year too. That's so exactly you need depth there too. But but who do you who do you keep then? I mean, uh, all right, you got the five starters. Okay, after that, you know you're going to keep Andre Dillard. You know you're going to keep Jack um, Jack Driscoll. Then after that, you got Cam Jurgens. He probably started if, if um, Kelsey didn't come back. Enough time. They sure. love Sewell Peta. He's gonna be here. Sewell Peta will be here. There but you then go. after that, then after that, you know that's. I mean, Coyote Wusica. Um, do you keep um, after that? Brett Toll, LaRaven La Clark, LaRaven Clark. I mean, they love LaRaven Clark. See, uh, to me, those those are Brent those are are, are are practice squad players. But this team this team likes to keep a minimum of nine, and I could possibly see ten. You know, because it, offensive linemen have fallen like like crazy the last few years. Well, look at look at what's going on. Um, I mean, it, it was great that you said that yesterday, um, Rob. But the situation with um, with the Jets, with that, I mean, you, yeah. you you've got you, you, you with them be, with um them losing their starting tackle, Makai Becker. You you have to go out there and entertain 
you know, Andre Dillard, wave him in front of him. Yeah, I can't imagine there hasn't been a conversation had. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but you tell me Howie and Douglas haven't at least discussed it. I guarantee you they have. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, you know, I I don't want, like I said, I don't want to get rid of them, but you got the Jets are very vulnerable right now, which means you could maybe really fleece them in this situation. So I, that, keep your eye on that one. And it may not happen this week or next week, but you know, within the next two or three weeks, if it's going to happen, I think they would want him to get at least a week under his belt, you know, with the jet system. So, you know, relatively short order, you know, I would think. He can go in as a starter. He can go in as a starter. Yeah. A hundred percent. He can. Yeah. I believe that. And look, if you're the jets, uh, first of all, you lose I don't care what team you are, but the last thing you want is Wilson running for his life having happy feet, getting his rear end handed to him. I mean, he yep. needs – they need to protect that guy to find out exactly what they had. It was it was not a real smooth year last year for him. And I, you know, I'm not killing the guy. He was a rookie, and he was with a bad team. But, you know, th- th- it's time to <clears throat> see what that guy's got going on and how real he is. And that's that's where I think they, they're vulnerable. Look, I, I think – and Howie, as time goes on, just starts jacking that price up. Or he went real high and, all right, get back to me. And then they yep. see in these preseason games how whoever the backup is, I couldn't even tell you who the, who's on the depth on the Jets' offensive line, but whoever the guy that's stepping in there. Like, I'll give you another one. The, the Tampa Bay Bucks today, their backup center yeah. left on a cart, and it was yep. like Panic City. Yes. Turns out he had cramps, thankfully, that he had leg cramps. That's all it was. <laughs> I thought you said cramps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. Cramps, not crabs. <laughs> um, but no, it turned out to be nothing, thank God. But for them, they were down to the third string center with Tom with a 45-year-old quarterback, even though he's the oh. GOAT. So oh. you know, this this stuff is is sketchy, man. That that's for sure. Right. right that so, would have happened. He'd have retired. He'd have retired right then and there. Yeah, he, he would have been <laughs> somehow he would have been with Miami if that was right. the case. <laughs> with all the tampering. Um, all right. So let's uh let's step aside. We come back. Adam Kaplan's gonna join us. Adam has been on his tour, his usual preseason tour of a bunch of different teams. We'll talk to him about that. We'll talk about the Eagles, the NFC East, you name it. We'll hit all of it. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis with you on this Wednesday. Let's talk a little razor technology because IT infrastructure environments are more complex and heterogeneous than ever before. Consequently, teams struggle to respond to pressing issues with the speed necessary to promote positive business results and the data that powers predictive monitoring and automation is left unexploited. Razor Technology addresses this challenge with a holistic approach that connects every part of an organization's technology assets, enabling proactive and secure IT operations without sacrificing the agility that drives innovation. Razor Technology automates monitoring and management to bolster IT teams that are feeling stretched thin, and it improves auditing and reporting procedures so that actionable insights find their way to the leaders that need them most. Save time and money on your IT and cloud services and secure your organization with leading end-to-end infrastructure solutions by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with e-first time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. back in everybody happy wednesday to you thanks for hanging with us we are sports take jacob sports youtube network uh great content by the way jacobsports.com of course you can catch all of our interviews there and jacob sports youtube network all right excited to be talking to our next guest you can follow him on twitter at oh Captain there he is nfl yes hollywood yes look at look at him look at adam man he's got the That's shades the on it's he's, he's, here, gone, guys. he's gone big time on us. He is the uh, one of the hosts of Inside the Birds, along with our friend Jeff Mosher. He does a phenomenal job. What's going on, Adam? How we doing, man? I'm good, guys. I'm I'm out uh, about a half a mile from the Bucks uh, training camp here in Tampa with the Dolphins here. I'm, I'm I'm about at the midway point of my four week tour. So, you guys caught me at a good time. I practiced this down about half an hour ago. Dude, when I talked to you last week, you were in San Francisco one day. And then Definitely. Florida the next day. How many how many camps do you cover in a four-week period? Well, see, what I do, 
Dugana, it's more about teams and camps because I see a lot of joint practices. So today, the Dolphins are in. They're also in tomorrow. Saves me time and, and everything else. So I'll probably see about half the league by the time I'm done. Uh, I, in fact, my tour will end. Guys, in Miami in two weeks. Wow. With, with the Dolphins uh, at the Dolphins' new camp, uh, training camp, training complex in Miami Garden, Florida, which they just moved into last summer. Wow. Nice. Adam, what's uh, from what you've you, your jaunts, where you've been so far, your journey thus far? Uh, has anything really stood out? Has one team really caught your eye? Has anything player wise, a rookie, a vet, a guy in a new place? Has anything really stood out to you from the year other camps? Rob, let me start with this. So, the camps when I first started coming to league, D Gunn could back this up because he's been yeah. covering league longer than I have. First of all, the, the, the practices were three, three and a half hours when I first started covering the league in 2000. Yes. Now we, we have the infamous 57-minute uh, eagle practice. You know, Barrett, Barrett, I'm guessing I'm guessing three, three and a half hours for you when you first start playing? Three hours in the morning, two and a half at night. Now, wait a minute. The two and a half at night, wait a minute. You did, But that was – were you in pads both practices? Yes. In, oh, yeah. Oh, in, yeah. in Westchester my first year. Yes, in Westchester. Oh, man, okay. Well, so, Rob, to answer your question, every practice is crisp. There's no standing around anymore. Now, here's a little nugget which surprised me. You know, everyone talks about Ted Rath, who came over from the Rams, who's his strength and condition coach for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he, he they brought him in because the Rams have historically had the, at least the last three years, the, the best injury problems you know, in terms of low numbers. So they bring him in, right? Well, the Rams had a two-and-a-half-hour practice last week. I was like, what is this about? <laughs> An hour and a half. I, and, and I couldn't like – and unfortunately, that's when Stafford um, had a setback with his right elbow. Right. So they pull him out after 10 minutes. But, yeah, it, the practices, Rob, my first thought would be on your question. They are so crisp, so tight. I mean, they're, they're and, and even in a joint practice, though, there was about a 30-second skirmish where players were pushing each other. They're, like, on to the next drill, on to the next drill. They, they don't waste any time. Mm-hmm. That, that, seems to be the new, that seems to be the new thing these days, you know, maximizing efficiency with, uh, with, with practices. Yeah, yeah but, but so, Adam, would you agree with the fact that Okay, and Barrett has talked about this extensively. Teams are condensing practices. We we constantly use the word now maximizing the time that they have allotted, but yet when the regular season starts, we see every year for the last five, six years an increase in the injuries, especially the soft tissue type injuries. So is it beneficial to these players to, to go this route? I mean, I know that's what they wanted in a new collective bargaining agreement, but to me, it doesn't seem like it's getting the bodies and the mind ready for the rigors that, that lie ahead. You know, talking to the league about this, they have what's called the ramp-up period, you know, the first yes. five days. They wanted it expanded or extended because they, they found that a lot of soft tissue injuries happen within the first week of camp. Yeah, okay. And that, that's why they do it. Now, Now that what I worry about the first four or five weeks is because they don't tackle, typically the first month of the season – Defenses are ahead of the offense. It's it's more sloppy than good football. Yeah. Then once it bounces out, then the offenses take over. And look at training camp. You guys have been there. The, the, the defenses, second week, they get better. But the first few days, it's ridiculous. The defenses yeah. are dominating the offenses. Yeah. I look at um, I'm, I'm looking at, I look at the Eagles practice today. They were out there 50 minutes. <laughs> they did maximize it. But they still got guys out with concussions, guys, you know, like, like both running backs, uh, you know, both the second and third team running backs are out like that. So there's always going to be injuries. I understand maximizing your potential while you're out there, man. But, I mean, 
are we doing it to the detriment of the game? I mean, for the first, you don't really don't get the team doesn't get their identity until after the fourth game. It took the Eagles until the eighth game to get theirs. You know, I mean, is it really helping them out doing this? Uh, I they they do studies and and the less, but as long as you get in everything you need to get in, <clears throat> historically you're gonna you're gonna be healthier. That's what they think. The shorter practices are better, uh, but it's the sloppy tackling. I always have a problem with early in the yes. season. Because you're not tackling. I, no, I, I, no. I get it. Um, the, the Eagles have been on this with sports science. Uh, recovery, I get about, you know, as a football player, recovery is very big. If you if you could recover and not have a heavy practice. Now, today, remember, it's going to be late anyway because it's like a Friday practice in, in, in an NFL season, which is just over an hour. Because they have a game on Friday. This, this would be like a Friday practice for Sunday. So, I, I get that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but – it's going to be the thing that's surprised. I heard with Sirianni today. He said that the starters will play a series or two. You know, historically, when we had four games in the preseason, the starters wouldn't play in the first game. But we've, right. we've got one less. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask, Adam. You know, it would seem like if you're erring on the side of caution, it would be, I don't know, an unnecessary risk to put some of the starters in there, even though it would be a short amount of time. But I, I'm – Look, I'm in favor of getting them a little bit of a little bit of work and getting them out of there. It could be as much as a good drive and they're gone, right? Um, is this just we have too many new faces here? We got to get these guys acclimated a little bit more with the game speed. I know how much they value those joint practices, and of course, you're going to be at one of them. But you think that's what it is more than anything else? I would say seeing the younger players, but it's interesting you bring them to the joint practices. So I was talking to Jason Light, the Bucks GM, yesterday, and he said, "Look, these joint practices will more or less." in their eyes, replace preseason games. I mean, maybe they'll play a couple of veterans, but he felt like the veterans, if, if you're going to go at it in this heat, which they're going to, because they're going to, ha- they're going to host, they're hosting today in Miami. And then I think they're, they're going to go against the Titans, which wherever it is, hot, whether it's Nashville and Tampa, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of work. In fact, they'll call you, they call, they call the joint practices mini games because you have your work against the other team. Then you, <laughs> then you practice alone. So that's a lot of work. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, to finish this off, there's no doubt um, that practicing less, there's certain things you give up. Being crisp early in the season, that's not going to change. Adam, let me ask you, I, we were talking about this and whether you believe that this may be a fit or not. That's good to see you. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> we had yeah. your ear for a minute there. We need full Adam Kaplan face. There it is. I got okay. a bad head, so. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it, it, with the Jets losing Becton. Um, and I know he's playing on the right side for them right now. That had been an issue with Diller, but it's not as much now from what we're hearing. Uh, would there, do you think there's a possible partnership there with the, with the Eagles and the Jets with the Douglas Howie connection? Maybe Diller going there at all? Well, I know this George fan could start a right tackle left off because he did last year. He filled up the back then. He did a great job. He was a surprise for them. But when you look at the situation, here's the problem, Rob, with trading Andre Diller. Unless someone blows the Eagles away, because I know we had reported on Inside the Birds that a bunch of teams called the trade deadline last year. Carolina was definitely one of them. Uh, but they Eagles were not really listening. And it's smart because unless someone says, hey, listen, what's it going to take? We want the player. Why would you do it and go to LaRaven Clark? Let's move this along here. So LaRaven Clark would be the answer. LaRaven Clark could get you out of a tough spot for three or four games. If your left tackle, my is out for 10 to 12 – it's going to be a problem. It, right. This is the right-handed quarterback. This is the blind side. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I would not. My left tackle has got to be. We got to have someone. Uh, now the other thing is, you could let Dillard walk. Obviously, if, if, if Dillard had, if, if Dillard had to play two or three games and the tape is really good, Rob, 
it's going to get paid for agency. Then you get a decent compensatory pick. So Good point. I would be against Good point. it. I'd be against it. I know the Eagles, if someone bowls them over, they'll definitely listen. It would surprise me if they'd move Beeler. It would. <clears throat> hey, hey, Adam, in all your travels around the various training camps, which training camp facility coaching staff do you enjoy the most visiting? Huh. Well, the facility I like the best is no longer being used. It's Napa for the Raiders. Okay. Uh, the By far the best. And <laughs> I, so much has happened when I was there. The Al Davis stories, the Pope Mobile. Uh, I, I could go through like unbelievable stories, Derek. I know you have yours and yeah. you have troubles and all the camps you've been to. I, you know, I do miss Lehigh a little bit. Uh, I had fun there, but I'd have to say by far. The Raider, nothing will replace the Raiders in Napa. 05 was my first one. I, I, I want to give you a 30-second story. This is typical Raiders. They give you no information. I didn't know where to go, so I go to the Napa Marriott. So I'm walking around, and I see nothing. And they don't tell you anything. So I'm walking in the back, and I see a tennis court. I'm like, well, this can't be it. So I asked the security, hey, can you tell me where the, the fields are? He goes, you're looking at them. I'm like, what you, this is a tennis court. He goes, no, look inside. So I look in, I peek in. I'm like, oh, my God, there are two fields here. And back in the parking lot. So they, they ripped up the parking lot and they put two fields in there. And folks, this is no lie. See, 05 through uh, 19 was the last year they were there. And I was there for the last one. It never rained in 15 years. Not wow. Day. Wow. You get this, D-Gun. In the morning, it's high 50s, low 60s. In the afternoon, it's high 70s, low 80s. No humidity, man. It's oh. unbelievable. Yeah. That's little different, little different life, than Philadelphia right now. Yeah, that's, that's a good sure. life. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Ironically, out here, I was with Jackson, the Jaguars yesterday. No humidity today. It's hot as hell, but there's no humidity. Oh my god! Well, let me ask you this: you, you, yeah. you've had a, you had an opportunity to watch Hurts because I sat there and watched Hurts with you uh, one yeah. day of practice. But you, you, you saw two also. I'm not going to say that you know. So, how, how do you rate those two together? Uh, I would say Hurts is the better athlete. He also has a stronger arm. I watched. It's funny, Barrett. I watched two today, and there was a sideline throw. He threw it on time, but because he has no juice in his arm, it got deflected. He, he, he just – now Now the thing is with this offense he's going to run, Mike McDaniel, the head coach, will call the plays. He's running Mike Sh uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense. Mm -hmm. That creates a lot of space to throw. Jimmy Garoppolo did great, man. Yep. So you're not going to have to throw the ball deep a lot. It's going to be more run after the catch. The so-called air yards for, for those analytics people won't be very good, but the, 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 the yak yards will be great. And Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a great arm, and he's done very well in it, and we'll yeah. see. Um, I'll say this: the mm. Dolphins are unbelievably loaded. And oh watching Tyree, kill, watching Tyree kill practice, and Carlton Davis is a really good corner for the Bucks. He's also tall. Tyree Kill ran him inside out. It was pretty amazing to watch this guy practice up close. Hey Adam, I, I've said this on a number of occasions. I want to see if you agree or disagree with me. When it comes to the Miami Dolphins, I said this team would be a much more dangerous team with Teddy Bridgewater under center more so than Tua. Um, he's more of a check down quarterback. He's not going to yeah. drive it. Now he's a smart quarterback. He won't turn it over. But the reason why he keeps moving is he's just not going to challenge. Uh, he won't turn it over. Uh, he's a great leader, but he's a show of the player. I think uh, when he was drafted that the Vikings were thinking he was getting it. He, he's a good backup. But honestly, though, if you watch to a throw and Bridgewater, Bridgewater throw, it's funny you mentioned that. Bridgewater threw the ball better, a little bit better today. It's funny you mentioned that. I did see that. Mm. Uh, let me ask you, speaking uh, of you, speak Tyree Kill, Tyree up, A.J. Brown is on like a T.O. mission here early on, Adam, in practices. I mean, and I know it's practice, but he seems to be just absolutely in his zone, and they have a, a pretty good chemistry here. 
do you think we're looking at monster production out of him and numbers from him this season? Yes, Rob. In fact, uh, I, I, I know the Titans very well, and I, I know how tough of a trade that was for them. For them, and that, um, he, every practice is like his last. You, you, you've heard Allen Iverson say that. Mm-hmm. He just physically dominates. He doesn't take plays off. He's just other than To. We've never seen anyone on the outside like this. It's I I saw his, one of his first practices in 2019 at the Titans Complex in Nashville. I, I was pretty impressed then, and seeing him as I was able to last week, the week before that, he's everything I thought and more. Uh, he I, I don't know him personally, but he seems like he's attacking the practice like a chip on his shoulder because he was traded. You, you saw his quotes recently. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was happy about it, the way that went down. I know he got paid very well. Titans gave him a really low offer. Uh, I think they were concerned about the knee, uh, one of the knees. He's had both uh, mm-hmm. fixed. Mm-hmm. But he looks great, and this guy's unbelievable. And, yeah, he and Hurts, uh, Rob, have great chemistry. And you just see he's a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve, which is what we all love in Philly. And the fans are going to love him. Uh, they're going to fall in love with this guy. He's a pretty special football player. Okay. Adam, let, let me ask you this because this is a topic we just debated a couple of times earlier in this show. When it comes to having faith, who do you have more faith in, Sirianni, Steichen, or Gannon? I would say Sirianni for sure because I, I was so yeah. blown away. by went, Middle of last season, he hands over the place. I, I, Joe Banner told me Andy did that a lot. The media didn't know about it. But he was also a veteran coach. Yeah. This guy's a first-time head coach who, by the way, when he was with the Colts, he didn't call the plays there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came in as a rookie play caller, rookie head coach. And to give it the play calling around midseason, it takes a lot. Look, what were they, 2-5, and five, something like that? Yep. Yeah, they were 2-5, and five, yeah. So, Rob, to do that, mm-hmm. I mean, that blew me away. I, I I respect the heck out of it. Most coaches would not do that. They're so hell-bound on calling the plays the first year. Then they might hand it off. So, I, now, I like what uh, Son Reddick said about Gannon this week. Pretty, pretty much indicated he's going to be used the right way, which is to rush. Mm-hmm. I know we, some of us who are at practice were like, why is he dropping? Well, you, you can't rush every play. Mm-hmm. But, right. It is. Right. but if they use him the right way, if Gannon uses the players the right way, this will be a defense you won't even recognize compared to last year. Mm. Yeah, that's I interesting. Just, I, I, yeah. I, you know, also, and I, I'm looking at Nick Sirianni as he is approaching, you know, approaching this year and the maturation he has with understanding what his guys do best. <clears throat> And, and then articulate to his coaches, and it goes downhill. I still haven't seen enough from 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 Clay, Michael Clay. I mean, we have heard nothing from him. I mean, not a peep out of him on special teams or anything else. Have you heard anything, how that's going, you know? Because it used to be a strong set, you know, for the Eagles to have the great special teams, which kept them in a lot of games also, mm-hmm. you know. But I haven't heard anything about him. I heard about, you know, the other two coordinators, but nothing about Michael Clay. Yeah, so they they fixed the they fixed the issue with Aaron Sippos. That's how you say it. I was told twenty yeah. times to say it correctly. Sippos, <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is, but I've been told repeatedly it's Sippos. So anyway, apparently he, he he had they got his steps right. I was told, so they fixed that. You saw they fixed Jake mm-hmm. Elliott last year. My goodness gracious, what a bounce back Unbelievable. year! Unbelievable, great year. Now the problem is the return game. Now Britton Covey, we we. Said this on our show in May. I still feel this could be the case, most likely. Covey will make the team as the punt returner. I believe that. And I also think he'll be a backup slot. He'll play some slot. He's got outstanding short area quickness. Super. If you want to practice, this kid. Changed my mind. What's that? He changed my mind. How so? How so? In the aspect, I I I think I saw a chance 
uh, making the squad at the beginning of the year because they don't have enough spots for him. You know, they got talent from him at the wide receiver position, which will keep him off special teams. But he has done enough to change my mind about his opportunities, taking his opportunities and running with him because I see him <clears throat> running with the ones on offense, but also, you know, taking a lot of reps as punt team and showing that he can return. So he's changing my mind. You know, I'm, I'm starting to think like I, I may have put my foot in my mouth and I might have to apologize to the stream because of it. <laughs> <laughs> but but, my, but, but my, my issue though is the the kickoff returns. It's probably going to be uh, I, the kid, the, the the track star. I, I don't think it's going to work, Alan. He's no, the shock no. He's the shock season. Season. Strong, handed, handed. He'll get you eight, but you're absolutely you're absolutely looking for. So I, they're going to question answer your question. They're going to be better, but it'd be nice for an explosive play. And Jalen Rager, if he's on, I don't know what he'll be doing. He'll be doing. Is it just a matter of dead cap money dead and cap pride money. with where he was drafted, Adam, that he's still going to be here? I mean, is that what it comes down to? We were we, we put this out, Rob, in, in May. They're not going to cut him. They don't, the cap is not the issue. It's you, You're not going to give him away. This guy was a first-round pick. I know he certainly hasn't played like it. But he also hasn't got much of a chance. And the Eagles have kind of replaced him with A.J. Brown and, and Quez Watkins has been a nice story, and obviously Devontae Smith. And Zach Passel's going to play because he knows the offense and he's close to Sirianni. There's really not a role for him here, but he's under contract. They're not going to cut him. The, the 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 salary is very little. It's just less than two million. But how do you justify Rob paying guy two million? That's the point. That's a good point. Very valid point. Yeah, I, I, Adam, I don't know. I mean, I, it feels like he's going to be here, and it feels like he shouldn't. And especially as you mentioned with Covey making it. They got some real tough roster questions. We were going over this earlier. I mean, they're deep. It's a good problem, but they're deep in a lot of spots here, Adam. There's going to be some quality guys that they're just going to have to let go. It, it's funny you say that because I was talking to someone at a practice the other day. I said, man, you guys, they're like 60 players you guys should keep, and it's completely different yeah. than previously. I know, the Seahawks, I know the Seahawks would always tell me about that, about that. God, we're going to have tough cuts, man. It's going to, we don't want to guys. We don't want guys. We don't want to trade them. Well, they're going to be some players, the back end players that, they probably like that or maybe the 10th lineman or 11th lineman. They don't want to cut. You're right. You, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. This is going to be interesting. For a few out there, few out there watching the show, love to do their own 53. You're probably time this. You're getting it right because the last three to four spots are going to be that's are going to be cannot keep, cannot keep everybody. Mm, amazing. Adam, listen, man, keep up the good work. Uh, when, when are you done? When's the tour done? When are we coming back? Oh, yeah, I'll be back in uh, two weeks. Uh, I'll be home. My last, my last stop is with the Eagles and Dolphins on the 24th and 25th of this month. I will probably visit the Eagles one more time at, at Nova Kid. Nova, but uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I've got to get as got to get as many teams in, in as, as possible. And I look for I actually, you know, Browns the next week. Browns the next week in Berea, Ohio, which is always a fun drive. Uh, on the, on the yeah, that's gonna be. Was that was that inter, Interstate eighty? It's all yeah, eighty and uh, the, the seventy six. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've driven that many times, brother. Woo. Adam, all right, be yeah. safe, man. Thanks for hopping Thank on. Thank you, Adam. It's always fun. Appreciate it, bro. Later. All right, take all right. care, Adam Cap. We we wrapped a little bit earlier. You had some technical stuff there. You guys yeah. were thinking of that echo too. So just I know that was a little bit a uh, little bit difficult. I, I do love that he does that, man. He basically goes to almost. He said we say half the teams in the NFL. He he'll, he'll hit their camps. Smart too. It's very strategic. I would love to do that. Yeah, but now that he's hitting the uh, the group, the joint practices, he gets to kind of take in get the, get the best of both worlds there with with two of those teams and. 
maybe we'll check in with Adam when the Eagles are out there with uh, Miami. Or is it, no, Cleveland, too, right? He said Cleveland. Miami. Yeah, Miami. Cleveland. Cle- yeah, glass, Cleveland. Glass is with Miami going down there and practice right. against them. Yeah. Cleveland, I think, is going to be a lot a lot harder for um, for this team to go in there and, 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 and kind of push around because that's a physical team. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going on, you know. But, I mean, I, I, I think that um, they'll, you know, they'll put a good licking on Miami, man. I, I really think that. Does Cleveland, does Cleveland not feel like that that jinxed team this year? I mean, with Sean Watson, with Kareem Hunt want to be traded, and they lose uh, they lose Grant for the year Grant now. For, they, yeah, he's he's a Pro Bowl returner. They lost him for the year as well. They just feel I mean, like that team. Can he get any worse for that team right now? This was know. a team that has so much promise. But like we were talking about earlier, Rob, when Roger Goodell came out and said yesterday, we think the suspension should be longer. That was a green flag right there. That means the NFL is going to do everything possible to make sure they make an example of him. And as I said a few weeks ago on this very show, I didn't think that six-game suspension was going to stand because I believe there's a certain contingent of owners who got in Roger Goodell's ears that, hey, you and your office better do something about this. A six-game suspension is nothing more than a slap on a wrist for a situation like this. This is our integrity we're talking about. We've made examples of other players. We can't just let this one fall by the wayside. Yeah. No, Gunner, I think you're right. I, I And I look, he – Goodell didn't even uh, hide it yesterday. No, I mean, you know, that no. was pretty obvious, pretty blatant. And and the you know the guy who they have, who's in charge of this thing now, has a history of dealing with domestic issues, domestic violence, yes. sexual assault, etc. So I uh, I'd be really surprised if he plays it down. I would be really surprised. I, I agree hundred percent with you. Which yeah. means that that hit that hits Cleveland where it hurts because now they go from being a team that can compete to an average to less than average team now in a lot of ways. Bears, right, they're a physical team on both sides of the football the last three or four year, years. That team has been built for physicality. Yep. But it's but 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 it's predicated by a guy being able to lead that team. I'm not putting my money in, into Jacoby Brissett or anybody else quarterback in that team right now to get it done. They'll be in games, they'll be competitive, but I can see them falling short in way too many games because of a deficiency of their quarterback position. And then I guess the question then is, like, it, can Stefanski be on a hot seat after all of this? Can you blame the know. coach after no. all of this? No. No, you can't blame the coach for this one. No, this not on, at all. This is on a player. Yeah, I agree. This, this yeah. is on a proven professional player who has stepped outside of the lines of ethics, not once, not twice, but 30 times, 40 times too many. And the Browns spun that roulette wheel, took a chance that he would get a slap on the wrist. Initially he did, but the Browns should have also figured out somehow, some way the league was going to step into this picture and not be okay with what he was given. And sure enough, the league filed their appeal. The commissioner has said, uh, we're going to look at this a little bit more seriously than what uh, the initial ruling was. Yeah, no, I, agree. I think they're I... just saving face. I, I I know it's just the league trying to save face. And when we say Absolutely. the league, when you say the league, it's 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 funny to me. We say the league, but it's actually the owners. Absolutely. And I and I, I think two owners specifically, you know, with Cleveland and Houston, are just trying to you know say, hey, let's just keep this going. I wonder what other teams are are, are looking at this and saying, oh no, we want to get this. Uh, you know, when we get this finalized and everything, because at this point, I, I you know, with, with Goodell just basically just doing being a yes man for for the for the owners, why are they still going through with this? Yeah, yeah. I, Y'all would have thought they tried to sweep under the rug. Don't you wonder yeah. too? Yeah. Like, you know, if he misses this year, 
I know how good he is, and I know he's not 35. He's still young, <laughs> but two straight years of being out of the NFL. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to pick. I know Michael Vick no. did it, but we haven't seen a lot of guys be able to just pick right back up after missing that kind of and still have your timing and, no. and your, your edge. Rob, you're right. Stuff. You're right. Yeah. And it's not going to be that way either. He, he's not going to be able to go in and step right in. Even after the six games, we're talking about a year and a half that he hasn't played um, exactly. in, in, a, in a game. Now, if I'm under, if I'm not mistaken, he can play in the preseason, though. I believe he can. He's definitely practicing. 100% yeah. he's practicing. So I would assume. Uh, yeah, that, that that's not the regular season. Right. It's not the regular season. So, um, you know, and if you're them, I mean, you really have to approach this differently, man. Like, you know how it is, Barrett, at practice. And Derek, the, the, the twos and the threes get hardly any reps. Right. Yep. Brissett's exactly. got to be getting yep. touches, man. He has to. I don't know, man, because Brissett, that's why they brought him in, because he's a veteran guy. He I mean, he, he doesn't need much. He's always been in a position where he's backed up and <clears> came <throat> in and, and saved the day. Um I, I mean, this, I, I it, to me, it's just looking like it's not going to change. But I, I think that they're not going to go for a full season. I really think it's still going to stay around six to eight games. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I really think about six to eight games. And, I mean, it has nothing to do with my feelings for, um, you know, what would correspond with that because I hate that we're even going through this, you know, talking about taking advantage because of who you are. Right, uh, women in the whole situation. That's definitely not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about. I'm surprised that the league, especially since the players' um, organization said, "All right, we're just going to go forward and we'll leave it alone," that the league isn't leaving it alone. I mean, that's surprising to me, actually. Mm-hmm. It's really surprising. Right. To me. Well, yeah, we're going to see, man, because something's got to be coming down soon. We're not that far away from this thing getting real. Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll continue with the NFL talk. We'll jump. We'll do a little bit more stuff uh, NFL wise. We're going to look at Week Four, Barrett. Some of the big time contests that are that are coming up, and, and yet another killer, killer week. Uh, some extensions. Uh, we're going to get a review from Gunner. He's going to put his uh, his Cisco and Ebert hat on for you <laughs> about hard knocks. We'll talk uh, to him about that. Coaches on the hot seat is one of the things that we'll dive into as well. We will mix some Phillies in there too uh, before we get out of here uh, as they continue to win as well. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services because Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So do you have any type of tree issues in your yard or your property? If you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming their all types of trees. All right. They serve the southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, northern Delaware, and Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. Now keep in mind, we're getting very close to storm and hurricane season. We got some bad rains in this area last night. Now's the time to have your trees evaluated. You got some dead trees, some older trees that, that are that are just taking up a lot of space that could be dangerous for your house or anybody else walking past. Give them a call right now. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. But give Flynn Tree Services, that's Flynn Tree Services, a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. What's up? How we doing? Hour number three, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek, Barrett, and Rob. What's up, Diga? Hey, uh, before we move into our next topic of discussion, um, Kyle Rogers has a question I've been asking for the last couple of days, uh, and I need an answer from Mr. Brooks. What? Uh, what? There it is right there. You see it. You see what he says. Hold on, let me look. I got to move my because I'm on a laptop, so I got to. What happened to getting Barrett's brother on? I want to know what he thinks about the Watson story. That's right. I've been asking for a few days, Kyle. Where's Phil? Okay, okay. Well, I I will have him on tomorrow. So you know, the stream acts. It will be done. So Philip will be on tomorrow. All right, I'll get him on tomorrow. What time do you guys want him on? I don't know. The question is, will you be on tomorrow? We don't know day to day. Will you be on tomorrow? (laughs) Oh man, there's no cracks tomorrow. Right, he know exactly what I was doing. You know, I had a meeting. You know, I had to go. You had to go to practice. Come on, gun. How about? Like I would say Barrett. Maybe uh, see if he can jump on for twelve like twenty, twelve twenty, something like that. Okay, twelve twenty. Yeah, we'll just have him off about five minutes. No, 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 no. Oh no, I, that may not oh, be no. a bad idea. He's a bit of a loose cannon. Right, no, right. No, 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 no. There might be you kids. Do, want to listen you to had this. a. Look, you had a full you had a full thirty minutes to interrogate my brother and to get Martin. him to say stuff about me. 
that I told him if he ever said I would I would fly to Arizona and choke him. So well, therefore, that's... we need at least twenty minutes with with your brother. Well, your brother doesn't carry shotguns and guns. That makes difference. Does. That makes that makes the story even more interesting. If he comes oh, on boy. air and he's got a twelve gauge on his shoulder. I want to know that before I know anything else. Why is he carrying a twelve? You know, gauge? He, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't carry a twelve gauge. He does have a um, AR fifteen. So he, oh boy. He, he does have that. He he what? doesn't play, bro. Yeah, he has he has it, and that's like you know most kids, mo, you know most uh, you know most guys you know go out you know they want to go five by a fishing rod. He loves fishing. He fish every day. Right. You know, so he fishes all the time. He fished in the Mississippi, the Missouri. He's always fishing. But he carries a gun every time he goes fishing. That's how he gets the fish. Well, I don't blame <laughs> I, I, him. You, you don't know what you're gonna meet out there in the wilderness. I don't blame him for that. But but it could be a city park. He doesn't care. He will carry a gun wherever he goes. <laughs> okay. You know All right, this is gonna be interesting. All right, this one's gonna be interesting. All right, so Philip, uh, Philip may be uh, making an appearance tomorrow. We'll see yes, how it goes. Yes. Barrett's we'll, working. He's efforting I, as we speak. I, I'm gonna be early for that show. I'm, I'm, I'm missing that. Show. <laughs> I'm I'm glad it's it's uh, virtual. I I'm, I'm you know Philip would scare me. Uh, that's for sure. Philip I'm, scares me. Yeah, I'll be very, my questions be very respectful. Hello, Mr. Brooks. Man. Yeah, no, we a, need to figure it's out. It's about to get real tomorrow. I guess so. But we guess we so. really got to ask him what what is up with this Cle- he because he's never told me why he's a Cleveland Browns. Yeah, we he's need never- to get the bottom of that. I don't get yeah. that. You guys grew up in St. Louis. You you never played for the Browns and no. he roots for the Browns. I don't never get wanted it. to play for the Browns and no. and I just don't understand how he became a Browns fan. I mean, bizarre, very bizarre. I, I don't understand it. Bro. Right. And, don't. and by the way, if there's if there's any stiff team you're going to back, it's that team that's yeah. never won Out anything. Of all right. I, I don't know. There's Weird. nothing in Cleveland. Yeah. How do you go to Cleveland? Except, except the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's it. That's it. Right. right. That's well, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hall of Fame period, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, Canton. Um, all right, Derek, give, give us your review. Hard Knocks uh, is the Detroit Lions this year, and we know yeah. they have the colorful yeah. head coach. Dan Campbell's a colorful guy. We know Deuce is there. Uh, you know, he. there's always a great quote or two coming out of there with them. Um, so what was your, re- and now they, there were only one in so far. Of, of one hard in. Knocks? Yeah, that was okay. the first one. Okay. Dude, let me tell you something. This first episode of hard knocks, just the animation with the coaches and, and a few of the players was phenomenal. You know, I think overall hard knocks has lost some of its luster through the years, but this first, this first show at hard knocks was first of all, what caught my eye was the wealth of coaching talent. This team has. I mean, you have Deuce Staley as your assistant head coach and running backs coach. You have Aaron Glenn as your defensive coordinator. You have Dave Phipp. Yep. Yeah, you have Dave Phipp, who had an outstanding career here in Philadelphia for the special teams. He's a special teams coordinator. Mark Brunel is the quarterback's coach. Hank Fraley. Remember Hank Fraley? Honey yep. Buns. Honey Buns. Played for the Eagles for a while. He was a coach. He was a coach in Minnesota as well. And you got one of Barrett's boys, Antoine Randall L, is a wide receiver coach there. Ah, you got some Steeler connections like, there, Deuce yeah, and Antoine Randall L. Yeah. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Now, in, li- in listening to Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell said when he assembled a coaching staff, he wanted guys who had been there and done it as players, not just guys who had coached it, but who had been there and and, and gone through the rigors of making a name for themselves in the NFL and understanding what it takes to get that extra something out of you uh, in the NFL. And there was a scene in there. There was a section in there. Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley are such close friends. And Barrett, I've never seen this before. So you got to watch this first episode. 
when it, when it was offense against defense, you should see Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley going at it in each other's faces every play. And I mean going at it. And you think they're going to start swinging, but they are so close and they sat and talked about it. That's the kind of love they have for each other. You know, they're the best of friends, but they're jaw jacking more than any player I've seen in a training That's, camp. You know what? That's Deuce. Just give you an insight on what I know about Deuce. I, I, you know, with playing with Deuce, it was actually a point when I we were with the Steelers and Deuce was just backing up because he had fast Willie Parker and, yeah. and Jerome Bettis. In he front was getting of him. older at that point, right? Yeah, that um, it was kind of the same way. We'd be in practice, yep. and he's jabbering and talking. I mean, cash trash yep. to the head coach. Him and Kyle were going back and forth. I'm like, like, I'm like, do you did you forget that you're a player? I mean, it's to the yeah, point where, like, yeah. we told me we kicked y'all ass. We we whooping y'all ass, Coach. We, That's we, what I mean, he was saying and, in practice. That's what he was saying. He was saying to Bill Cower. Oh, man, y'all, y'all saw. Peasy, you saw. My boy, my boy shutting you down, Peasy. You saw. <laughs> Talking about Joey Porter. I mean, it's this 10 point. See, see, hey, 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 Coach, hey, Coach. You see, y'all can't mess with it. I mean, they going back and forth like, like, you know, they're in a bar or something, you know. Yeah. And they're, he, this is the head coach. And so I can see how. You know, you know, Staley is doing that with um you know, oh, yeah. with Aaron Glenn. I can see that because Aaron Glenn talked a lot during games. Oh, yeah, man. And I tell you what, as coaches now, there's no player on the field that can out talk Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn. I'm no. telling you right now. And, and my second most favorite moment was when uh Dan Campbell asked running back Jamal Williams to break down to break him down after practice was over. And the emotion he exhibited, he goes, he talked about how that 313 and one record, that ain't us. He said, every time I think about that, I get ticked off. Every time I come out to practice, I'm working that much harder. That ain't us. Don't come out here and give a half effort. You know, we've got something to prove. And he started, you can see tears welling up in his eyes. He's starting to cry, you know, and about, he goes, that ain't us. He said, we got we to gotta change, you know, we got to change this around here. We got too much talent in this. And when I said that, I'm, I'm getting chills just listening to, 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 to uh, Jamal Williams talk. And I'm thinking the more he talked, the more I'm realizing Number one, if I was a betting man, if I had Monopoly money to play with, I'd bet everything I'd own that the Eagles win their first game in Detroit. But this Detroit team scares me, number one, because they were that bad last year, but they hung around and and could have won so many games but couldn't hold off the opposition at the end. And number two, you look at some of the collection of talent they have just on the offensive side of the ball, T.J. Hawkinson, D.J. Chark, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, Penay Sewell playing right tackle for him. Big V is the right guard. Hutchinson, Big V is the right guard. Michael Brockers is the right defensive tackle. Uh, Hutchinson is the right defensive end. Jeff Okuda is the first-round pick playing corner for him. This team has the talent. They just have to learn how to win. Ohio State. Yes. They just have to learn how to win. So I thought that was one of the more entertaining hard knocks I've seen in quite some time. And Dan Campbell, just listening to Dan Campbell talk to his players, about how I know you guys think I might be overdoing it, but trust me, there's a purpose behind everything that I'm doing. Trust you got to trust me on this. I, I mean, he's uh, him and Aaron Glenn are out there doing up downs with the players. <laughs> what have you seen a coach doing up downs? Yeah, I ain't seen no players doing up down. I mean, I, 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 I Barry, we were talking about this earlier, man. I think week one is going to be a real battle. It you know, is a real battle. And I put it like this: you, I'll tell you the truth. I, if, I, if I was a betting man, there's no way I'd even say they were going to cover the spread. I think the Eagles are going to win, but there's no yeah, way they cover yeah. that spread. 
No, no. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm, what is All right, so the, lo- the line's right four. E- e- Eagles are minus right four. Yeah, it's okay. 446 and a half. Eagles are Jake minus Elliott four. Jake Elliott kicks a field goal to win this game. Uh-huh. I would take yeah, the four points. I can see. Look, Der- Derek and I did our betting show last year, odds on, right? And I swear to you, out of out of 17 weeks, I probably took the Lions 15 of those weeks. And they were yeah. – if not the best cover team, they were in the top two or three of. Even yeah. though they lost, they lost a lot of tight ones. They were, they were yeah, in they every did. almost that not every yeah. year the Eagles killed them, but a lot of games they were in. Trust no me. question, no question. I'm talking yeah. about the, the, like the Rams. They took the Rams to the last play of the game. Yeah, they, yes, did. they did. Yeah, they yeah. did. The last play of the game. So yeah, yeah, I mean, they get. You can't. Whatever happened last year happened last year. That's why we need to separate what we're doing this year from last year because number one, this team has got better than what they were last year. This is the second time. I mean, this is the second year under this head coach, this offense, this defense, and special team. Totally different team. I'm gonna it's like we're gonna if we, we look at this team now, it's gonna be an the 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 polar opposite of what we saw last year. Yeah. And yeah. we gotta yeah. think like that. And to think that anybody else in the NFL is gonna be the same either, besides Dallas and besides uh yeah. you know, uh you know, teams like that, you know, like Dallas definitely got worse. They definitely mm-hmm. got worse. But you look at other teams that you know that you would think would be bad. Like Minnesota is not going to be bad as their record than where it was last year. There's no I hope they are. They're not, though. They're not. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. The yeah. Saints are not going to be as bad as they were last Well, not as good as they were and not as bad as they were. I don't know what's going on with them, um, you know, because their quarterback just hurt his foot or whatever. He's okay. It doesn't look like it's anything major. Well, that team, I mean, he's definitely – James Winston has a chip on his shoulder. He don't have Sean there anymore, but I, I think he's still gonna play better than what he played last year. When he was playing last year, we saw that's a drastically different team than what they saw the Eagles mm-hmm. when they played the Eagles last year. Big way, time. way I'm, different. I, I'm looking at this Detroit schedule again from last year. They lost the opener to the 49ers by eight. They lost to Baltimore by two. They lost to Minnesota by two. They lost, they tied Pittsburgh. They lost to Cleveland by three, Chicago by two. They lost Atlanta by four, and they lost to Green Bay, or they beat Green Bay by seven. They beat Arizona 30-12, to 12. Mm-hmm. and they beat, came back and beat Minnesota by two points. Those were their only three wins. So the only games they really got blown out was at Green Bay, uh, at Cincinnati, the Eagles, Cincinnati, the Eagles, the Eagles and Denver. So Those, four games they got yeah, killed. Yeah, four games they got killed. Man. And Seattle, Seattle beat them fifty-one to twenty-nine. Yeah. So five games, but I'm telling you, man, this team, this team is lurking in the shadows, man. I think they're dangerous. Team. I'm yeah. with you. I think they're dangerous. All right, a couple other uh, odds and ends. Sean McVay, looks like Sean McVay and Les Snead are both going to get extended. McVay apparently has already signed it, but he, they don't want to go public with it till they they they're going to announce both at the same time. A joint thing. Uh, Les Snead, of course, being the architect of that. He's kind of flown in the face of a lot of conventional wisdom of just who cares about draft picks. You know, we're going to go for it now. Um, so those two are getting extended. Really no surprise there. We talked about it earlier, maybe before you jumped on, Barrett. Jakeem Grant, the really phenomenal return man and receiver yeah. for the Browns, out yeah. for the season. Torres wow. Achilles. Yeah. All pro. Torn mm. Achilles. Done for the year. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. Yeah, Big man. Loss. Hey, hey, jo- hey, Joey B just put up a question. Uh, when's Pete Rose coming on this show? I can answer that. Never. He's not. No. He ain't coming on this show. <laughs> no. well, there will be no it. Pete Rose. Oh, Gigi Medicine right after Lenny Dykstra. I'd love to have Lenny Dykstra on there because he, he doesn't make no qualms about what he was. He was. A, he don't make sense. Right, right. But he, 
me some of the stuff that he said. Remember we we interviewed him, Rob. Uh, yes, and he, he was he made he made no secrets about him being uh, um uh, uh what, what would you call it um for for older women um uh, 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 an escort he he wanted all oh, right that's right an escort that's he what they wanted call it, to uh oh man I, I'm not I don't know. <laughs> he was interested in older women right like right well they were interested in him and he was he was ready to oblige him yeah he was happy to. <laughs> work with them on the on that issue um yeah i have i don't know I don't, we'll see we'll see about that we'll see about either one of those two guys that's for sure all right i wanted to hit you guys with this week four so what we're doing is just tuning in we said we talked about week four four we're, we're kind of going through every week leading up to when the season starts we've done weeks one through three so i'm going to give you four all right and this one this week is interesting because it starts the, uh, the international games we get a london game that week so uh london is the early game, the 9.30 kickoff. Vikings and the Saints, two teams we were just talking about. It's kind of interesting, right? It's good, pretty good early game. Yep. It feels like it's always Jacksonville or somebody else, right? But the, that one is the Vikings and the Saints. Um, Washington and Dallas, classic NFC East <clears throat> battle right there. That game's in, uh, in Texas. And here's where it really starts to pick up. Titans and the Colts, so the really good AFC South yeah. uh, battle right there. Yep. I love this one. Bills and the Ravens. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. That is going to be fun Ooh. right there. Uh, Packers and the Patriots. Yeah, in Green at Bay. At Green Bay, man. At Lambeau Ooh. Field. Really good. Barrett, you'll love this one. Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, oh, another one. That's going to be really West good. Battle. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Broncos and the Raiders going to be, uh, I mean, a, a great game because, you know, here, you know, two quarterbacks going in and, you know, who's the better of the two, man? Yeah. Who's the better of the two? Yeah, so interesting there. And then uh the Sunday night and Monday night are killers. Chiefs and the Bucks Sunday night. Man. <laughs> yeah, possible Super Man. Bowl preview right there. Ooh. But uh quality one there. And then Rams 49ers Monday. I mean, that is that's eight games right there that are just quality, quality football you. games. And and the Eagles play at one, by the way. That's the week the Eagles play Doug P and Jacksonville, uh, who who come here. So Eagles have two straight weeks of kind of uh, emotional games, I guess. You know, the, you go yep. – so, so out of the shoot, it's Lions-Vikings. But then you're at Washington to take on Wentz, and then you get Doug coming here after that. Like, I, I – of those two, let me ask you, which one's going to be more emotional? Um, oh, Jacksonville, Philly. Oh, that's – for of Doug Peterson. You don't think Doug Peterson wants to come in here and win that game? No, I do think he does. I think he does. I think the fans are more hell bent on Wentz and more pissed off at Wentz. And then it'll be the, the, Doug will get love. Whereas yeah. I don't, I, Carson, yeah. it might be mixed, but there's going to be some haters for sure. Uh, well, hell, Carson's I mean, um, I mean, Doug still has a statue in front of the um, field yeah, he when does. he comes in here. You yeah, know what I'm does. saying? Yep. I bet you're going to show them guys that were on his way in. He's going to show them that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're right, man. This, I mean, this this is a week four. This season is is turning out to be unbelievable, man. Oh I mean, my goodness! Dolphins, Bengals, come on, man. You know, Vikings, Saints. I mean, these are all really, really good games. Did you man. did you mention Arizona, Carolina? Uh, I did not. No, that's going to be an interesting game. Arizona at Carolina. Yeah, yes. I, I'll tell you, and I'm not surprised, what? but we're starting to see the reports that Mayfield starting to distance himself. Of a, course. I mean, that was who didn't think that? That's was a him? that's a given. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Mayfield and uh, Kyler Murray on the same field. Yeah, two scat yeah. backs. I call them scat scat quarterbacks. 
That's gonna be a great. That's gonna be a great match. Dudes. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I'm just, that that you right. You 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 hit it. You know, you hit it on the head when you said Bills Ravens, though. Oof. Oh my goodness! You hit it on the head with that. Bills Ravens gonna be unbelievable. And I tell you what, that Patriots Packers game is gonna be okay. Also, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, no, Matt, that Matt, one's gonna be Matt fun. Jones, Aaron Rodgers, and Lambo. No. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I would. I guess if I'm if I'm looking at the highlight game of the week, it, it's probably Chiefs Bucks though. I mean, you know, Sunday oh, night. Oh, oh my goodness! In Tampa, man, Andy going down there. You know, you know how the network CBS, NBC, um, they all they fight for for certain games. I like to know how the, the backdoor wars went on in terms of who gets what games. Right, because, you know, they'll jockey and switch as the season gets to the latter part of the season. I like to know how they because they want each one. They want that prime time game. You yeah. know, between CBS, Fox, and NBC. I like to know how they arrived at certain decisions on who gets what game. It because seems like didn't it seem like Sunday night took over for Monday for a yes. while? Yeah, in a way. Yes, yeah, sure did. Yes. But yeah. now that they have all that money invested in Buck and Aikman, I I think Monday night's gonna make a comeback, would be my sense. Oh my goodness, yes. There's no question about how it. How weird is and, that gonna be, guys, by the way? Buck and Aikman on ESPN on Monday night, not doing the big Fox game anymore. That's gonna be it's strange. Gonna, it's gonna change. It's gonna change how you view Monday. Monday night's gonna be must watch TV now. Man. You know, and the other Ghost here's Bill? the other thing. Al Michaels doing Thursday night on yeah, on Amazon yeah. Prime with uh, yep. Herb Street. Yep. Another much watch. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They invested money in it, man. That, um, that, that's weird. Like us three doing a show together right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I. You know what? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think I might buck you guys on the Chiefs um, Buccaneers game. As being a highlighted game, I, I think the highlight game, man, is, is probably Broncos Raiders, man. Think so? Yeah, could like, be. You, know, you guys don't like my love uh, affair with Carr in the, in, the, in the Raiders, man. But I mean, uh, I'm telling you, man. Well, I, I, here's what I wonder. Well, it's only week four; it's not that far in. But the, we'll, we'll see at least three games. If Russell Wilson is dialing it up there and just lighting it up in Denver, that then you know it just makes it that much more interesting, man. He, I, I think he's going to be. It's been you notice he's he's had a couple little. Little things, not like it's anything major, but bumps in the road with a couple teammates already. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I think he's in the mode of look, man, I'm not getting any younger. You know, get your act together and let's go. And you uh, got to be that way. You know, you got yeah. a short amount of time to maximize your potential. Right. Russell's saying, hey, man, either get in here or get out. You know, I'm not playing with you. They yeah. brought me in for a reason. You think they're going to let me go because you? No. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go. See, I think, I, yeah, I think the black and blue game is the Ravens against, uh, um, the, the, the Ravens against the Bill. I think that's the brass knuckle game of the day. That's right. a killer. That that game. <laughs> right. I love to. Ta- you see, Tavern Mike just said Rogers uses his psychedelic powers to see the play before it happens. It's <laughs> 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 true, man. And oh, ayahuasca can take you a long way, man. Instead of that playbook. <laughs> um, oh man, he's not wrong. I, you know what, Baltimore is going to be interesting, right? I mean, you yeah, think yeah. about it with if they're healthy. If they have, you know, the running back core, their defensive back core to go with what that, what else they have, Lamar on if if he's still not signed or extended on on, a, on an insane mission, just to, you know, I don't know that, that they're Baltimore's really one of the teams to keep your eye on in my yeah, opinion. Right, yeah, right. In that uh, division too. I mean, you're talking about a division. Well, I guess two out of four ain't bad. I, Pittsburgh, I just don't think is going to be what we've, you know, what they have been over the years. Um, but Cincinnati, man, Cincinnati's, you know, and, and it looks like, uh, Burrow's cl- pretty close to getting back to practicing too. 
after yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's he's too young to take off like that. I mean, I'm not to take off like that. He's too young to think he's just gonna come in and be that step one and be ready to play like that. You know, young guys like that need to play, need to practice. That's why they're saying. That's why I, that's I think that's the the reason why Hurts will play mm-hmm. is because of that simple reason right there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, also uh, Eagles fan uh, Noah fan. I think Noah fan went to. Didn't he go to Seattle too? Seattle in a trade. Yeah, I thought he went to Seattle with him. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. But he said, "Why receivers are hurt? A lot of those guys are hurt up there, also, right? Weren't you guys telling me that um, a lot of the the Broncos re- uh, receivers are hurt? They were they banged up? I didn't see. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, they're banged yeah. up a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, well, Jesse Bates is still he's Jesse Bates is still there. Um, has he practiced or is he signed yet? Is he practiced? Yeah, he, he hasn't signed. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't signed. Yeah. Well, um, he's, 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 getting, he's not getting short. He's not getting. Um, he's not getting fined because he didn't sign the offer sheet. So. Right. He hasn't signed that the uh, yeah the franchise tag yet. Yeah. I, I mean he will before the season started. I, Cincinnati's notoriously cheap, so yes, I, yes. he is not. And you know he's looking for like. Do you see the money he's looking for? He wants no. like huh. thirty million a year as a safety. Exactly. You know, that ain't happening. That's not, it's not happening. It's not. There's no chance. Didn't, uh, uh, who the, this? What's his name from um, the Steelers just signed a deal and he got like what 24, 22? Minka, Minka did. Yeah, yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I think yeah, but that that dude's on another planet. That's a different safety right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that dude deserves every dollar he can get. He can hit. He can fly. He covers a lot of ground. Yeah, he he's he's one of the best of the best at that position. Yeah. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, Michael Irvin. Former Cowboy uh, Hall of Famer will be joining Dan Cilio at four thirty. So Michael Irvin wow. with Dan Cilio at four th- two Hurricanes right there. Did oh, you know Dan Cilio went to Miami? Did yes. you guys know that? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you guys are aware of that? Hey, Cilio knows everybody. Yesterday he had uh, Dabo okay. Sweeney on. Dabo, he had yeah, Dabo one. Yep. Yeah, Dabo Sweeney yesterday. Dabo. Oh, well, so, hey, Mika I'm gonna have to start hanging out with Cilio more I'm often. Right. Well, Mika Fitzpatrick deal, he got 14.5 um, his first year, 14.5 his second year, 15.5 his third year, and 17.6 his fourth. That's a lot of money for a safety. Worth, worth every penny. Of, he's no, worth he's, every penny. Of. I'm a big fan. That's a lot of money for a safety. Right? Yes, a lot of money. And he's talking about he won 30. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he, he, and he, he look, he's he really good, but he's not – A, he's never getting it there where he's at. And he's – I don't think he's going to get it, period. Well, no, he's he's now. good. He's not really good, but he's good. He's he's good. He's yeah. not very good, but he's good. He, he He's definitely a he's – not, he's not what I – he's not on the level of like a um, – like what I was used to playing with, like a B-Dog or, oh, yeah. or you know, he's not on the level of a, even a Minka Fitzpatrick or a Troy Palomalo. He's mm-hmm. – he's, he's, he's He's good though. He is good. Bates is definitely good. Just not that good. You know, somebody been talking to him, you know, if he thinks he's that good. You know, <laughs> I, I think he I think he thinks he is. Uh yeah. that's for sure. All right. So we'll come back. We didn't get a chance to get the Phillies because we had so much football talk. We'll sneak in some Phillies. Uh, we get some good birth. I got a really weird new flavored soda that I need to talk to you guys about. You guys will it, it is bizarre. All right. So we'll do that when we get back. Birthdays, movies, Phillies, uh, on this date. A very strange thing that occurred in baseball yesterday. Okay. That you don't oh, I, dude, I, that was hilarious. I have never seen it. I have never ever seen it. So we'll no. talk about that as well. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Likes going. There's all kinds of like uh, in the chat section, so we got to smash the like. All kinds of Rob hey. wears a Batman costume. Yeah, I was gonna say there's one way to get the uh, likes up. Rob, <laughs> Rob put on a Batman costume. Get this stuff? I don't even know where we're getting. Right, this right, exactly. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. I see you guys. Don't think I don't see. I keep my eye on everything that's going on. But welcome back, everybody. We are Sports Take, Derek Barrett, and Rob. All right, I want to hit you with this first before I get into these these kind of weird. The, the soda and the uh, and the baseball thing, but so um, you, you guys, you, you know Kevin Durant. We mentioned this yesterday. Kind of threw down the gauntlet, yeah, with his owner and trade me or or you know either fire Steve Nash and Sean Marks or or, or whatever yeah. or trade me. So anyway, um, according to uh, Ian Begley, who is a reporter for SNY in New York. You know, there's been a lot, of, a lot of chatter about Durant possibly going to the Celtics, which I still think yeah. is a distinct possibility. But anyway, he says, um, does Begley, quote, something worth noting, as of earlier this week, there were high-ranking members of the Sixers who felt strongly about engaging with Brooklyn on a Durant trade. It is unknown if Brooklyn and Philadelphia have made any recent progress on a trade. The Sixers would almost certainly have to include Tyrese Maxey in a trade for Durant, given the dynamics of play. You think that Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel, and other draft picks would be included? 
Previous reports stated that the Suns were at or near the top of Durant's teams you want to be traded to. An offseason trade to Phoenix seems unlikely, et cetera, et cetera. It's well worth noting that in addition to Boston, Durant also sees Philadelphia as another desired landing spot uh, per people familiar with the matter. Depending on the players' picks involved, you could see either the Celtics or the Sixers satisfying Brooklyn's wishes in a Durant trade. So, Sixers, I guess, are at least in the conversation here. Uh, I still think it's Boston. I, I but yeah. I don't. It's not out of the question. It's not out of the question. Put it that way. Wouldn't the Sixers have to gut their team too much though to get a Kevin Durant? I mean, you'd have a big three. You'd have Embiid. You'd have Harden and Durant. But what about the supporting cast? If you're talking about Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey, which for Boston's standpoint, if I'm going to give up a Kevin Durant, that's what I want yeah. if the 76ers are a legitimate player. But if I'm the Sixers, I'm thinking, okay, we have big three, but what if all three are not available every night to play? Do we have the, enough of a supporting cast to where we can still be as competitive as we need to be to be one of the higher seeds come playoff time? I that's a who tough. Who would be your three? Who would be your big three? Are? The big three are Embiid, Hart, and, and Kevin Durant. If they got Kevin Durant, yeah. If you have those three, yeah. Oh, you stand. Yeah. Um, Hart is still a big three. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh. who else is there? Oh, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, they just signed from from Miami. <laughs> uh, come oh, on, PJ Tucker. Tucker. Come Tucker. on, man. Come on, man. Did you yeah. hit your head in a commercial break? <laughs> what did you? Come on, man. Seriously. No, I'm saying, I'm saying we still got to see if we got to see if all this, you know, this hoopla about, you know, Harden coming back and him being in shape and that, you know, hamstring, it's not hurting him. You know, it, yeah. if it's really, if it really is what it is, you know, saying then we'll have a legitimate three, big three instead of two okay. and a half. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I hate giving up Tyrus Maxey, man. I, I don't like it, but am I intrigued by having Durant and Embiid? And I can't Harden believe we're even saying that. Are we really team? saying? Of course. Are we really saying Tyrus Maxey and Durant in the same sentence? I hear you. Uh, well, are you, it's are you it's, kidding me? It's Maxey. It's you want well, to get the salaries up. Tobias Harris would have to be involved. I mean, yep. you know, and yeah. huh? And and a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot who more. else? Who, who else? If you if you want if you want um you know maybe somebody's Bible. grandmother whatever whatever you, whatever. You, yeah, the the one to the six, they don't have a lot of picks. They don't no. uh, like twenty twenty nine. They don't have a first rounder for a while, so it's it's that's a problem because other teams do. And I I think Boston with giving up Jalen Brown and whatever else may be included in that package, it, it seems more likely than what the Sixers have to give up. But right, they're they're in it. And you Daryl Moore, you never know. You never discount them. That's all I'm saying, man. Right, you, right, you right, right. No. All right, so. uh there is a new flavor of Coca-Cola. Oh, come on, man. It's called Dream World. Oh, geez. Dream World, which is a strawberry watermelon concoction developed in collaboration with DJ, rapper, hip-hop artist Marshmallow. Now, what is this? What? Huh? There's too much stuff going on right now. Marshmallow, strawberry, what? Barrett, are you paying attention? What are you doing? Bro, I'm just... I'm just uh, this doesn't sound good to me. That's it's a saying. flavor called Dream World. This is one of the things they're doing lately. Is they're putting out these. I don't know if they're going to be long term. Maybe they're just like one offs. But it's called Dream World. It's a strawberry watermelon flavored concoction of Coke. But, but see, that's what I'm saying. How does I don't think that sounds good. Strawberry no. and watermelon yeah, with, no, with Coca Cola. No, no, no. Coca Cola. And we got a name, guy named Marshmallow that's going to be pushing it. Yeah. 
Well, remember, what, what are you talking? So what are you talking about, D Gun? You don't so understand I'm the, that either. I'm in you a car the other that. day, and my daughter is flipping around the channels, whatever. <clears throat> and there's a song by Marshmallow. I'm like, is this a real thing? She's like, Dad, he's really good. I'm like, what? Marshmallow. Right, exactly. I mean, Can Marshmallow be any worse than the Island Boys? That that is a big the the Island 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 Boys. Have you seen them dudes? Oh my goodness. Bruh, and they sing, they pay people pay them to like sing stupid stuff like Cotton Candy. We the Island Boys. Island candy. Boys. Yeah. Well, you know what? Supposedly a guy came out and said they're financially hit their manager. They're financially broke and they've been booed off stages, man. So you know, I think the island boys are done. Are they financially broke? I thought they was making millions off that garbage. No, they, they were sitting by the pool holding all that money. They were making money initially, I guess, out of curiosity. People were curious about them. But uh, I think they're um, I think they're kind of like vanilla ice, you know, one hit wonder. One hit wonder. Bro, and, and they, they, no, they never had a hit, bro. They never had a no. hit. Those those uh, those knuckleheads, I you, you haven't <laughs> those seen, have you seen them before, Rob? No. Man, no. Make you, you, you ever seen the island boys? Are they? Bro. Are they? What do they look like? Give me, give me what they. Oh look my like. goodness! Bro, bro, Young bro, dudes you... with the hair out here all over the place. Oh, is, it's those guys. Up. Yes, their hey, faces can, are tatted oh, too. Xander, can you please just bring up a picture of a please? Come on, come on, Xander, come please. on, Z. Please. If, if it's the guys, I think were, were they like boxing each other the other day? No, these guys. <laughs> no, they, they, they're, they make your skin itch just looking at them. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. I know who they are. Yeah, they are. They're an embarrassment to life. Yes, yeah, yes, they are. They are. I'm they got gold teeth. Yeah, tattoos all over them. Yeah, yeah, um, all over their face. How are you gonna get a, a legitimate job? Because your music career is going nowhere. Who's They're gonna not. hire you for a legitimate job? My, my guess is faces, mommy, arm, mommy and daddy are rich. Derek is my guess with those. No, that be they, they were rich. I think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like they're they're stupid or something too. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just look at them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you looking oh, at them man. now? Okay. I, I no, I've seen. I there. I know who they. Yeah, are. I didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah, yeah they're, man. they're 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 an embarrassment. I mean, they're just you know. they're an embarrassment. Those but but going back to Coca Cola for a moment, Coca Cola yeah. came out with a vanilla Coke. Remember that? Yes. And that was gross. Yes. So yeah, there's a coffee coke. I see. I see people. I I mentioning it in the, in the uh, chat. There's a coffee coke now. No heck, no, no. Coffee no. coke. No, I can't do that. Can't it's do a lot of caffeine, a good man. thing, man. Come on, right, seriously. Right, right, right. <laughs> Every a a Thomas, three hundred likes. Rob wears gold. Gold. <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, like, you want boy. me to look like the yeah. Island Boys? Is that what we're trying to do now? <laughs> oh my god. Hey, let me tell Rob, you something. The five hundred likes, he'll get a he'll get a tattoo on his face right here. Right this Yeah, yeah. Here's your Hey, if Rob, if Rob wears gold teeth, I'm hitting the like button at least a hundred times. Oh, I'll tell you right now. I promise you that. Yeah, I so see mean, that. Well, you're gonna be you gotta you, you wanna hit it once and then it, it records it. You can't just keep hitting it. Then I'll go get a hundred different devices. Whatever I have to do, I'm calling everybody I know, hit that like button. Hit it now. Right, right, right. I'm calling oh um, long lost. Brothers, I, I never met. Yeah, you know what I'm saying all that. You know what I'm saying. For 400 hey, likes, get robbed to wear the gold teeth and 400 likes. Boys. I'll I'll wear a grill the next day. All right, and sing <laughs> Island Boys. And you got to sing Island oh, Boys. I got to sing those too. No thanks. Oh you. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, uh, that'd be crazy, man. That would be absolutely crazy, man. All right, this was crazy. So Major League Baseball last night. All right, Th this dude had just gotten called up by the Pirates. His name's Rudolfo Castro. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Barrett, he's sliding into third base last night in a game against the Diamondbacks. Okay. Yes. As he's sliding in, a cell phone falls out of his pocket. I saw. <laughs> okay. So he gets up and he sort of casually tries to like 
hands it to the third base coach. He's just like, yeah, yeah, here you go. Like, just take it off my, you know, so nobody, and the third base coach is like, are you kidding me, dude? Like you could, you have a phone with you as we're playing the freaking game. He was pissed. The third base coach. Now he took it and whatever. And I give, I give the pirates manager credit. He didn't lose his mind completely, but he's like, this can't ever happen. Like basically like he knows. Set him down. Yeah. You know? So anyway, but like, what are you doing, man? Is this, this is where we're at now? You got a cell phone in your back pocket as you're playing the game. I'd have set him, I'd have set him down. I'd have called timeout and replaced him with a pinch runner right there. Yep. He I would have too, Derek. The game. Well, yeah, let me tell you this. The worst thing I ever did, it was during the preseason, mm-hmm. and it was me and Jerome Bettis. And this is during a game. Jerome went and paid. Well, Jerome went to one of the fans over there and said, hey, go get us three hot dogs. <laughs> He goes up, they go get the three hot dogs. And I'm like, you kidding me? He's going to get hot dogs. He's got a hey, pork chop. I'm getting three hot dogs. You want one? I said, yeah, I want one. I said, if you're getting three, I want one and a half. You, you ain't going to take all, you ain't going to take two and I take one. Yeah, we're splitting this. Yeah. Bruh, they caught us on film eating the hot dogs. Oh, oh no. Me and Jerome Butters eating the hot dogs. Coward was so pissed. Oh, he was hot. He was furious. They were good though. But I'm just saying they were. Fine. Ah! I can't see Cower being happy about oh, that. Oh man! Cool and, and if it was just me, if it was just me, he'd have cut me immediately. But right, see, because Bettis was attached to it. Right, more. right, right. Because Bettis bought the hot dog, he got the hot dogs to us. That's why you know I was I was still on the team. Right. It was almost one of those things where I wasn't going to be on the team if I'd have just did it myself. <laughs> yes. You know, and it's the yeah. first time we got caught doing it. We've done it before, but it was the first okay. time we got caught. Okay. I, I've they, seen it on it. I never saw it on an NFL bench. I saw it on an NBA bench at the guy sitting at the end trying to sneak it. You you guys have done that too. Bro, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 usually it was it was four of us. It was me, the kicker, uh, Jeff Reed, Casey Hampton, and Jerome. It used the four of us. We used to do it all the time. Okay. We got caught, and that was our last time doing it. It had to be our Super Bowl year too, but, it, it, yeah, we got caught. It was, it was pretty bad. You survived. He was, he was furious, man. Yeah, I, I believe. It's, it. usually, I believe it. it's usually the three of us that we used to do it, though. It was. <laughs> That's pretty good. Bill Cowan uh, with that square jaw, just oh spitting God. all over everybody. Oh, oh, man. oh man, I'm I'm so glad it wasn't COVID when he was around. Bro. Yeah, a lot, oh, of, we- a lot of weather, uh, not a lot of news coming. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I cover I cover Cowan for a few years, man. You said he'd be at the podium. You know how it's lit. You don't miss anything. It would look like a mist coming out of his oh. mouth. Pew, pew, pew. I'm like, thank. Yeah. I would never sit in the front row. No, no, thank you. No, 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 no. no thank no. you. He was a great dude, though, man. He was a great dude, man. He seemed like he loved his players for sure. And whatever, yeah. I mean, he was Pittsburgh. The guy personified yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh so my he was goodness, yes. coach. He uh, right one time um, I you know we were playing against. We actually beat him pretty bad. We were playing against the Patriots, mm. and uh, I was in there on PAT, and I promise you, all my arm did was like this. It tightened up just like this. And they called the flag, threw the flag. We couldn't kick the field goal. They backed it up. He kicked the field goal. And we still made the field goal. Jeffrey still made the field goal. But I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to hear this, man. So as soon as the kick, we were going into halftime. Kick, we were going to halftime. So as soon as the ball was kicked, I, like, jogged off the field real fast. And then I haul ass to the, to the um, stairs <laughs> to go down the steps. And as I'm turning around, as I'm running, I look over. And Cower makes eye contact with me. I looked at him. He looked uh, at me. No. And I took off running down the steps. <laughs> he started running after me. Brooks, watch up! <laughs> and he comes over. He he knocks down. Uh, he pushes over Hines Ward. <laughs> Boom! 
He pushed Casey Anthony out the way. He went up. He hit Joey Horton Porter in the back, moved around the room, ran up the steps. So they started running after him. Man, as soon as we got ran up in that locker room, I turned around, got to my locker. He told him, that's BS, poor chump. That's BS. And all, all four of those guys sitting there just laughing and cracking. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. I'm in front of Arab. I'm like, oh, man. This that's awesome. I, I love those stories, man. man. I love the stories. That's so so awesome. every time they see me, every time any of them see me, Joey Porter, that's Bitch, <laughs> 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 I'm like, all right, man, all right. Man. Oh, that's all. Awesome. They never let me live it down. They never let me live it down. Uh, that's what it's all about, right there. That is what it's, it's all, all about. Facing everything, bro. Hey, you're still, you were there, man. That's all that matters. <laughs> you survived. Uh, so did the Phillies last night. They won again. Uh, weird game. There was two rain delays uh, last night. It, it, that was one of those, like, just call it. As soon as it became official, just end this thing as, as they're trying to fight through the raindrops. Right, but right. they had delays of 32 minutes, 33 minutes. But they win again, 4-1, sixth in a row. They're one and a half up in the wild card. Uh, Padres won last night. The Cardinals lost. Wheeler goes six innings, just one run allowed. Yeah. He's allowed just five earned runs in his last four starts, Derek. He has been. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's that guy. He is the number but, uh, one guy. Uh, 109 pitches in six innings. That's a lot of pitches, though. Yeah, he didn't have his that, best that, stuff. No. Yeah. But he's good enough to handle the Marlins last night. Now you know who's pitching for Miami tonight. One of my favorite pitchers in the National League. I yeah. can't wait. Alcantara, I can't wait yeah. to see him pitch tonight, man. I love watching that dude pitch. But you're right. Phillies, Phillies are on a roll. I mean, who hit a home run last night? Real Muto hit a home run last night. Yeah. Segura hits a home run last night. You know, and and Bohm had an RBI single, and uh, Rio Muto had had three had two RBIs, two to four He's RBIs. On fire. For him. Yeah. But here's what's concerning: they have now cut back Bryce Harper throwing. Yeah, it says elbow soreness. I don't think there's any chance he plays in the field this year. No, yeah. no, yeah. I don't think so. I think he's gonna have so, to have surgery on that elbow. Well, they the say he's gonna. Yeah, they say they're gonna, but they say it's not gonna be. It, it's not gonna be as extensive. It's Tommy John's. Yeah, right, right. yeah. It's not right. as serious for a position player than a pitcher, right. you know. But, but let me ask, let me ask you this though: Did Noah do enough? I mean, I was asked just from how he pitched. I didn't watch the game. Did Noah do enough? Did you see a difference in his speed? You know, speed to power. I mean, you know, pushing it down. I me. Mean, did he have any movement? I mean, how was his pitching? Well, he so when he made his debut last week, I, I he looked like a guy who uh, didn't have the potential to miss a lot of bats and. His velocity's down. He he's I, I'm a, I'm willing to give him somewhat of the benefit of the doubt, just because he just got here. Tonight's mm. going to be interesting to see what he looks like tonight. I I the other thing he didn't do was hold uh, guys on first base at all. He didn't hold runs no. at all. So I think I, I don't mean to cut you off, but when yeah. I was watching Syndergaard pitch the first time for the Phillies, um, early in the game, somebody stole a base on him, and they said that was the 25th batter out of 26 attempts. That have successfully stolen a base on Noah Syndergaard. And I'm like, what? Yeah, Derek, are you kidding me? Those. Yeah, at least 25 two. out of 26. Rail Muto couldn't even make a throw. It no, was it, it no. wasn't a it was a yeah it was just it was, it was the catcher had no chance. So, so he's he needs to be a lot better. I saw them work. I saw I, I forget what I was watching one of the pregame shows the other night, and they were working on his mechanics, and they think they figured something out um, mechanically, both with his pitches and with his yeah. ability to keep runners on. So. Yeah. Tonight's going to make a big difference to answer your question, Barrett. It's going to be uh, – and he's going against a stud. 
you know, Miami doesn't have a great offense, but no, the Phillies are, no. are, are going to be challenged to score runs against this dude because they're facing a really good pitcher tonight. And you see Mr. Tass said it best. Rob, you heard it here first. Rob getting another player fired, D-Gun. I agree. <laughs> Zendegar is going to be out of here before you know it. I've actually – I'm giving him last start. I, I'm trying to be – you know, I'm, I'm a little better now. I'm a little more easy going. Uh, all right, so I, gotta, I had to mention this to you. Keith Hernandez. Okay. Keith Hernandez is the Mets broadcaster. I we I think Gunner and I were kicking this around before. Yeah. But. Yep. So he mentioned the broadcast last night. He hates doing Phillies games because they're so sloppy defensively, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to do their games. I'm not, basically they're not worth my time, you know, all this other stuff. I, and now I don't know if he's gonna do any of the games the rest of the way between the Phillies and the uh and the Mets. I don't think he's doing the one that's here. But that is going to be fascinating if somehow he ends up back here in some way, shape, or form doing their games. They what are Philly... going to boo him. Oh. Yeah, they are. He's going to get it. He is going but, to get but it. But what Phillies team is he watching? Yeah, they were right. sloppy defensively early on the season. Yeah. They have played much better. Um, you know, Ball made a great play at third last night. Again. And uh, yeah. who's the shortstop? Uh, Soto? Oh, so uh, Sosa. Sosa. Sosa, yeah. Sosa. Oh, my goodness. Made a great play, flipped it to second to start a double play. Yeah. Um, man, I'm telling you, know, they're playing much better defensively. Yeah, they now are. to go along with the offense. I'm telling you, well, nobody see, wants to see this team right now. But they, they they tried to give them an out. They tried to be like, all right, you know, you you know, you just haven't watched because he last two months they've been playing great. Yeah, they, but he still was just boneheaded and just just going forward like, all right, this that they, they just don't know how to play. Give them that fundamentally sound. I mean, they gave him a shot, but he still didn't take it, man. So yeah, I, he he was he's gonna get it when he comes to Philly. In fact. He's going to hear about this for the rest of his career here in Philadelphia. Yeah, Believe he is. That. He is going to hear it. So, uh, <laughs> Phillies win. Uh, like I said, they're rolling. They won six in a row, 11 of 12 uh, so far. They've outscored their opponents. How about this one? In the first inning of their games, uh, their last uh, 11 games, they've outscored the opponents 17 to 1 I'm not in sure the first that. inning. They're jumping on teams quick. I'm you mentioned sure. Real Muto, Derek. Last 18 games – He's hitting 400 with five doubles, two triples, six home runs, and 19 RBIs. He's scorching right now. About time, yeah. Yeah, he, he picked it up for sure. Uh, as a team, they're 40 and 19 since June 1st. Yep. They uh, they yep. have been amazing. They've been amazing, man. So they're playing really good baseball. All right, let's dive into a couple of uh, couple of birthdays. And uh, oh, I'll give you a cool on this date. I mentioned to you guys the Dream Team won their gold a couple days ago on this date in '92. Yep. Yes. 84, the USA basketball team, these guys were just coming out of college, mind you. Had Jordan, had Patrick Ewing, still had some Ooh. studs on that team. Jeez. They won the 84 gold uh, on this date in, in 1984. So that team that team was stacked, too, that 84 team. Right. Charles Barkley didn't make that team. In what? Bobby Knight cut him. What? Yes. Bobby Knight cut Barkley on the 84 yeah. team. Yeah. It's amazing. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, so they they end up uh, winning it on this date. All right, birthdays. Uh, Antonio Banderas. Yes, a uh, <laughs> little biggie. Antonio Banderas, sixty-two. Rosanna Arquette, sixty-three. Kylie Jenner was that, is that Ben Simmons or was was it the other one? No, it's Kylie. Uh, it was Kylie. It's Kylie, yeah. She's twenty-five. Uh, John Morant, twenty-three. Herbert Hoover, a former president, yes, was born yes. in thirty-first. Barrett's favorite yeah. president. Yeah, he was born in 1874. Jimmy Dean of Jimmy Dean Sausage fame, born My in 1928. Favorite. 
No, I knew I'd get that, get a little reaction. Great guy. Great fucking guy. Jimmy. Yeah, big fan of Jimmy Dean. Thank yeah, you, Jimmy, yeah. for your contributions. <laughs> um, I think I think that's it. Did I miss anybody, Derek? Eddie, Eddie Fisher, one of the greatest crooners of all time. He's from you know, Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, he's from Philly uh, yeah. in the 50s. He was he was a god to women in the 50s, man. Great singer. And you know he has two two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, one for singing and one for acting, or one yeah. for a television show. And I'm like, I don't remember Eddie Fisher being much of, uh, on television, but he has two two stars on the Walk Hollywood Walk of Fame. Have you guys ever been there? I, we went last summer. We yes. were on a vacation in California. Yep. That's a dumpy street, man. It is. But you know, there's that famous diner right across the street from it. Did you ever go to that diner? I we didn't go it's to like the that diner. old it's like that old school diner. Okay. I think oh, yeah. food, food's great. I can't think of the name of the place now, but great okay. great diner right there. But you're right, Rob. Where and then there's like they have the uh what is it like it was like a Chinese uh Robin's Chinese theater theater yeah, right, right there. there. Yep. 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 Um, and and Jimmy Kimmel tapes right across the street from yes. there too. Yep. Um yep. but it was a it's a it's an interesting collection, man, of, of folks in, in a weird in a in a weird area yeah. too. It is, yeah, it's a weird area, very yeah. congested area. People, you know, uh, over there, all over there, left and right. But you're right; yeah. he put it in a weird part of the town. Yeah, wasn't I, I thought it was going to be a little different than it was. Uh, movies on this date. I mean, I remember Red Dawn, which was going to the, the whole uh, you know Soviet Union and the whole thing. And it was, oh, uh, Red Dawn, yeah, yeah, yeah Red, Red Dawn, Dawn, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, see Thomas Howell and uh, Swayze and all those guys were in that. That was uh, a great movie too, man. It was. It that was '84, I think that was. Yep, uh, yep. The Help came out today as well, which is another another real. Yep. 2011. Did you have you seen that one? I've seen yep. that. Yeah. Now I saw it. Believe it or not, I saw it bits and pieces because my daughter and wife were watching it for the first time a few days ago. And trying to get culture. Yeah. Well, I, I usually thought I had culture, Barrett, but I guess not. I'm sitting there watching it. What a great storyline for people who don't know. The storyline is you have this maid who became a great author and yep. she wrote a she wrote a book about how how black maids were perceived in Southern America in the early 1960s right. and became an incredibly selling book. But the storyline you talk about who was in that, that uh, I wrote it down. I was like, wow. Think about this. Emma Stone is in that movie. Yep. Jessica Chastain and Viola Davis. Yep. Great storyline. Great movie. Um, I got to watch it again because I missed certain parts of it, but unbelievable movie. Yeah, she was, was in like, Jackson, Mississippi Jack- yes. in, the, in the early 60s. Yep. And how did I miss this? Yeah. No, very, very good one. Um, so that Black Klansman uh, yep. was another one. Yep. Yep. Uh, Born Legacy. The, the That was the 2012 edition. That was... Yep. Um, it wasn't Matt Damon. It was uh, Jeremy Renner. What was that one? Twenty twelve, right. American Pie two. Yep. That was uh, love. That yep. was love there. Yeah, there was a lot going on in uh, all those American Pies, and then Freaky Friday was what I had movie wise. Did I miss oh, any? You, oh, ahead. you missed. Oh, you missed two of my favorites. Okay, my all-time favorites. First of all, uh, came out in two thousand eighteen. The Meg. About the Meg. That, uh, that was on. Yeah. That was on TNT last yeah. night or the night before. Yeah. See, first it was Jaws, and then the Meg, and both of them are the reason why I will not go fifty miles offshore with Mr. Brooks. <laughs> See that Barrett? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I do not go in the ocean above my knees anymore because of those two movies. Okay. Now, my other favorite movie, Rush Hour Three, and Rob, when we were doing a pre-show meeting, I said you have to go online and look at the clip. You know, um, the the who's on first, what's on second, stick. Is one of the all-time best movie sticks. But what Chris Tucker did in Rush Hour 3 
when he goes into this uh, dojo, like karate dojo, and asking people, who are you? And one guy says, I'm who? He goes, no, who are you? Barry, you got to see this. It's funny. And then, who are you? Yeah, and he goes, who are you? You. I'm me. No, not me. You. Who are you? I'm who. No, I'm who. It's one of the funniest (laughs) things ever on TV. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I I watched it after our pre-show meeting. I I YouTubed it. It was awesome. I, yeah. It was really good. I can't believe you never yeah. saw that, man. Yeah. You know, you Jackie being Chan the movie got him out of there when, it, when things were starting right, to really right, go right, sideways. Right. Yeah. My, my, wife, a- my wife asked me a great question, you know, because she's still peeking at the show every now and then. She goes, you know, you watch a lot more movies than I thought you did. How do you know about all these movies? And I'm like, huh, now I'll have something on while I'm working or something. Yeah. She goes, no, you got too much free time in your hand. I'm like, no, oh, I really no. don't. Uh-oh. No, that means a honeydew list is coming. I'm like, no, I don't. I really don't. I got something so, for you over here. Yeah, you're gonna be put to work. Uh, exactly. You are gonna be put to work. No, All right. no that's okay. No. Yeah, uh, that'll do it for us. So we may see Philip. No, uh, we may. I don't know. We might. We'll see. See what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna call him as soon as we get off. You look thrilled to, to call. Him. Call who? Uh, right, right, right. Are you guys gonna say anything? How did my how's my head? My head. I got the. New oh, your sound is great. Yeah, okay, so Barrett's awesome at the NBC today. Sports uh, Philadelphia yeah. headquarters. So that's where yes. he's coming from. It sounds good, actually. I think. All right, good. I, you know, I got these uh, for a couple of bucks from um, Burlington Coat Factory. Nice move. Yeah. Really? Way yes. better. Way yeah, better. Man, these are, no kids. These are nice. Yeah, these are nice. Plug right into my into my computer, you know. Perfect. So I needed something. I needed no, it's something. good. Wow. Don't, don't change it, man. Don't change it. Um, So we have that. Uh, We're back at the same time. Uh, oh, stay tuned for 430. Michael Irvin's going to join Dan Cilio with the national football show, but we are back in tow tomorrow. Same time, three hours of power. No pranks tomorrow. So I'll be able to be on time, Derek. We will have Barrett full, full three, baby. All right. I'm I'm emotional. I'm emotional right now. I love it. I love it. All right. So for D gun, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We will see you tomorrow. Same time. Sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one... 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.